It's time for Mac Break Weekly. Jason, Andy, and Alex are here. We'll talk about Apple's plans to move out of China. It's going to take a little longer than you might think. What happened at the Atlanta store and the St. Louis store with unionization efforts? Two completely different outcomes. Uh, And then we're all going to sing as Apple adds karaoke to Apple Music. Yes, it's going to be great. Stay tuned. Mac Break Weekly is next. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Mac Break Weekly, episode 847, recorded Tuesday, December 6th, 2022. Want to see my eddies? Mac Break Weekly is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can fill any job you're hiring for this holiday season. And four out of five ZipRecruiter employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash MacBreak. And by Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? Who isn't? Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at RocketMoney.com slash MacBreak. Seriously, it could save you hundreds a year. And by Cashfly. Cashfly is the only CDN built for throughput, delivering rich media content up to 10 times faster than traditional delivery methods and 30% faster than other major CDNs. Learn how you can get your first month free at cashfly.com. It's time for Mac Break Weekly, the show where we cover the latest Apple news. And uh, it looks like I have a backwards Leo behind me, which is... It's very strange. I think I think the N is hiding. It's Noel. Anyway, Christmas has arrived in the Twit Studios. Happy holidays, everybody! And joining us for Mac Break Weekly, Mr. Jason Snell from Six Colors. I didn't hang any tinsel. I don't have any lights. Oh what no! I, I didn't get the memo, Leo. Jeez, you're you showing us up at, here. At least I was until a, next week. A Festivus poll. Boy, all I got is my lava lamp and my. It is a red lava Stanford lamp. Stanford axe. If you got a green you know, lava lamp, you'd be done. That's all you need. Oh, that's oh a great and idea. I just I'll, realized I'll you away. have a uh, Eddie Award behind you, don't you? I do. I do. I do have an Eddie Award behind there, a, a Macworld uh, Eddie Award. They're from, zooming. It's, he, John Ashley doesn't know where to zoom in. It's right so, Yeah, there. it's the gold thing. It, it, look, it, yeah, it's, it looks right. like an Oscar, yeah. you know. Looks like I, an I, had anyway, to, I, I had to guess. I had to guess. When I left, <laughs> uh, we, we used to make... Uh, we made extras uh, because we didn't know the order time for a, an Oscar style statuette, believe it or not, is a, it's kind of a long order. And we didn't always have the exact same number of winners every year. So we would have extras. And there was a period there where we put the year on the statuette, which we stopped doing because it <laughs> meant that if you got the number wrong, you had an extra expensive statuette. And what are you going to do with it? I don't know. What are you going <laughs> to do with it? Maybe eventually one of the editors will take it home. You know what's funny is I searched for Eddie Awards, and ever since you guys gave up uh, the ghost on the Eddie Awards, all these people, the Eddie Awards is an annual event to celebrate Duval County's leading teachers. The Eddie Awards at theeddieawards.com for uh, the Independent Artist's Biggest Night. But there's more. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Yeah, the Eddie I'm not Award sure we ever had the trademark pensions, on it. But. For, apparently not. For pensions and investments. 
There's an there's an Eddie. Don't forget the Eddie. Yeah, but none of them are an Oscar esque figure holding no. a uh, Mac SE above their no, head. No shot putting an SE running <laughs> running System Seven and crashing for the nth time during close to deadline. You know, it was originally the original Mac, and when they had to for some reason they had to redraw the statuette. I wonder if maybe Oscars called them and said uh you need oh, to maybe. make some slight changes but oh, they maybe. they did it i think it's an se or a, maybe it's a classic but they did yeah, actually re-update the mac the little man instead of holding a sword uh as as in the academy awards he's holding a mac which is really cool like this yeah mm-hmm. that's great or is it over his head is it's it, over his head it's over his head like atlas right so he may die if he drops it but he's very <laughs> strong drop the mac andy anako is also here from wg bh in boston like larry bird at the three-point line <laughs> just Swish, swish. Just shoot that Mac classic. Just shoot it. Nothing but net. Last thing I do before I switch to Windows. Damn it! I want real. I want real multitasking, not just switcher. Damn it! And my friends, Mr. Alex Lindsay from OfficeHours.Global and Zero Nine Zero Media. Hello, Alex. Hello, 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 hello. So there's a lot of lot of little bits. I guess the biggest story is, of course, China. We talk, we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks. The unrest in China is lighting a fire under Apple to get production moved out. Wall Street well, Journal. I, Go ahead. I think it's all the things are getting Apple to move out. Like, yeah, all together. It's, it's Taiwan. I think it's, it's, it's the unrest. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of reasons, and I think this is a good time for Apple because they're not picking it randomly. There's like, well, you've got all these other issues, and it's really shown a problem with why we shouldn't be here. We shouldn't be completely leaning on it. But, but I think Apple, I think everyone's yeah. thinking about it. Also, also, uh, uh, we're, we're, uh, Tim Cook today is with President Biden and a couple other people at the new uh, T- TSMC plant in Arizona. Uh, the, I think one of the first really big, it was like a $40 billion plant, like one of the first, I, I think one one report was saying was the largest foreign investment in U.S. manufacturing. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't an initial, uh, initially it was $12 billion when we reported. Yeah. They just upped it to 40 Yeah. Largest Apple, foreign direct investment in the history of the United States, or at least one of them. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. It's, it can't. It can't make like Apple's latest chips. I think it's uh, I, the originally that they announced it was going to be five nanometer process, but then they said actually we're going to be doing four nanometer chips there too. But Apple has already said that we're going to have a lot of some of our production, uh, some of our silicon produced there. Obviously not. Obviously not the thing that goes into like the the silicon uh, Mac Pro, but. It's uh, this is this is this is what happens when the government when the government says we're making it a we're we're, we're making it a, a national issue that we want to have more manufacturing in the United States. And that's to say nothing about like the, the Wall Street Journal had news about uh, Apple trying to get more iPad production in India. And like we've been talking about week after week after week, Apple's yeah. Alex is right. Apple has so many reasons to want it to spread its bets around right now. And now there's opportunity to do so because there's so much competition or so much desire to scoop up all the people who are leaving or trying to take some of their business out of China right now. Of course, Foxconn's yeah. uh, Zhengzhou plant is called iPhone City. 300,000 workers uh, and due to uh, revolts, but partly against the one uh, the zero COVID policy, partly against the lack of bonuses promised to new workers. Uh, they're losing 40% of the production, according to Apple, uh, this so month. That's a big drop. That, that journal story is really interesting. I am not a believer. I know that some people are believers in, like, Apple doing tactical leaks to the press, and I don't believe that that happens very often. However, the Saturday before Joe Biden is going to be at the TSMC <laughs> plant, 
And Wall Street Journal on a Saturday, which is, you know, not your best day for the Wall Street Journal, honestly, does a story where Apple kind of inches away from China. It That feels a little more planted to me. But as we've been saying here for weeks and months and years, you know, how Apple does need to diversify, but, but when does it do it? And the journal story basically says that they seem to be in denial for a long time. But this last, I think the one-two punch of that Mac shutdown in Shanghai and then this new issue with the iPhone has engage them a little bit more and also given them, as we've said, more of an excuse to start the process going on. The journal story, it's funny, that journal story, I'm a, uh, you know, not everybody has read it, right? Because the journal's behind a paywall. I'm a News Plus subscriber, so as part of the Apple bundle, so I can read Wall Street Journal articles inside the Apple News app. And um, having read that article and then seeing how some blogs sort of restate it, I think they lost some nuance because like I've seen stories that are like Apple is moving out of China right. and it's like Apple is going to begin <laughs> to think about the process of starting to ponder how they might move some production <laughs> or assembly out of China a little bit. And, you know, it's but it is it is the first step in a process and it's them specifically saying Vietnam and India. But even then, the journal articles like, you know, easy, this is not easy, easier said than done. Vietnam's population is so small that to get the size of the factories that Apple has in China, you kind of have to find like a large part of the population, which is not going to happen. And then in India, they've got the size in terms of the population. But India is a a democracy with a lot of different states that all have their own regulations. Mm. So they can't just make a deal with Modi and shake hands and then be done. They have to go to every individual state that they want to potentially locate in. So I like the journal article feels really tactical to me, but at the same time, um, I think a lot of people have re-reported it as way more definitive than it is. It really is like a, a Apple doing a little bit of a head nod and saying, well, yeah, and, we know. And it's a giant ship. <laughs> yeah. to turn you know and so it's a, it just doesn't have the trim that you would have with a with a little cigarette you know and so so it's just like a uh you know you're you're talking about a huge barge uh that needs to get turned and it's gonna take it's gonna take five or ten years for them to really you know do what they need to do but they do need to start some at some point in time you have to stay we're going to start building something somewhere else and they've already done that a little bit in india vietnam brazil some somewhat because of other regulations but they have to diversify it because, you know, we've seen this. One thing we saw in COVID was the problem with being um, tied into one thing. Like a lot of the stuff that we see sitting on the sidelines right now, especially in, in the AV world, but also in cars and everything else, was one fire in Japan. The AKM fire basically stopped all analog to digital conversions. <laughs> you know, And we've seen this in the past, you know, ta- Sony, you know, the big uh, how they taped all the TV shows ended during the earthquake because the only place to make those was you know, uh, was de- destroyed, you know, and then we had hard drive issues in Thailand. This idea that we can centralize, we've kind of almost gone the opposite way where we've centralized certain things where you build entire communities or cities around a product. And it may not be in our country, but it's not diversified. It's not really a global s- supply chain. It's a it's a very local supply chain, <laughs> just not in the United <laughs> States. And so I think that that there, I think every, everyone is getting clear. And I think, again, China is you're going to be the epicenter, everyone moving away because of and mostly I think it actually is going to mostly be they'll use COVID as cover. But it's really Taiwan like China. All this saber rattling has everybody shaken up over what what might happen next. Yeah. 
And now, and now the big difference is that we're seeing a lot of analysts are posting numbers on how uh, many, uh, how many iPhone 14s they think Apple is going to be short this quarter. I think I've, I've seen numbers as lo- as low as two million and as high as six million that they just not. And it's it's one thing to have this sort of abstract thing of oh well, gosh, we're going to have a hard time making capacity. We're going to might have, might have to prioritize well once uh, one uh, one channel over another. But no, it's like no, there's six million up, upwards of six million phones that should have been available to the market uh, this quarter that are not going to be there. And that's going to be affected right in the balance sheet. And that's where, that's where the the conversations get a lot tougher. The headline is Apple makes plans to, this is the journal headline. And when you read it, you see that it's just, I, I agree with you, Jason, very good analysis. It's Apple just almost feel Tim cook behind the scenes, the puppet master, you know, pulling the strings <laughs> with China, pulling the strings with Biden, pulling the strings with the journal. Just, he's amazing. His diplomatic skills are amazing. This is the headline. Apple makes plans to move production out of China. That's probably not a revelation. The right. I, And then the subtitle, <laughs> the iPhone maker is looking, looking to further diversify the supply chain. So it's very, it is much softer than anybody might assume if you yeah. read the blog post. Uh, three, the, I, to me, the thing that stood out was this number, which I'd never seen before. That iPhone City has three hundred thousand workers. Where do you build yeah. a factory? Where in the world? Maybe you're right, India, maybe, but that where you could get three hundred thousand people in one place, I, and you don't, uh, and you don't want them in one place for low paying like, jobs. That's the whole point. Well, that's another you problem. Wanna, yeah. yeah, but, but the, can and, you? And but other... can you? I don't know. That's an interesting question. You have such efficiencies of scale in China because you have all the suppliers. They do just in time delivery to one spot, one plant, right? Where you have everybody there who can assemble the thing, yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to imagine. Oh, well, we're going to have fifteen plants. What does that mean? You're going to drop ship these all over the world? It's not. I can see why Tim Cook's going, and he's a supply chain guru. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, that's and part of it is just the the machinery. And I'm not just talking about the actual machines uh, in China assembling products, but the ability to put in a change in the hardware or a change in the workflow, or we need this to be flashed at this step instead of this other step. The ability Imagine. to make that to make yeah. that change in the, without having to say, okay, we have to stop everything. We need four days to retool to rechange everything. They are so good at those factories at not at keeping that line going at adapting to the needs of specifically for apple because let's not forget that a lot of the machinery that is in a lot of those factories are doing the the hottest chips and the hottest fab are machinery that apple essentially bought and paid for right. by saying we need you need we need a factory that can that can assemble uh, glass to this tolerance uh and then fox will say great we are we will build one to that specification because if if you if you guys want it today then samsung and everyone else is going to want it two years from now we're Good. You can so also see why this yeah. number precludes doing it in America, right? I think there are yeah. a lot of people, I'm sure President Biden included, the CHIPS Act was a huge $200 billion uh, congressional uh, funding for building chip plants in the in the U.S. That's why TSMC is doing that. By the way, that TSMC plant, they say, is eventually going to do the three nanometer process. They're not yeah. ruling it out, just won't be doing it right away. But if you're it, I mean, I can imagine that that the the Congress and the and the administration would love to have iPhones made in the U.S. That's that's completely out of the picture, isn't None it? Of- or is not it? if you want to. Not if you want to to pay what you're paying right now for an iPhone. Most people. I mean, how much more myself, would it cost? 
Yeah, exactly. I, I don't. I don't think it would necessarily be prohibitive, but it would be significant. And the thing is, the, we ha- we have a much, 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 much stronger labor movement as as weakened as it has become in the past twenty or thirty years. We have a very, very good labor movement in the United States, and we would not we would not tolerate being able to having to pay one hundred and thirty dollars for a four pack of underwear. Yeah, uh, and well, the reason it's, why it's we, ironic because that's what this is ultimately in Zhengzhou is a labor movement. Workers are striking. They're unofficially. They're saying, uh, "Stand up for your rights." You know, yeah. they're, they're 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 saying specifically that number one, they were put into hazardous situations where uh, people who tested. They're saying people on campus who in the the factory campus that have tested positive for COVID are not being isolated. They're also saying that the people who were uh, being recruited in to travel to take these jobs were promised uh, bonuses on the specific schedule. They show up and they say, "Oh, by the way, we won't be paying you on this schedule. You'll have to work longer and later and take less money." And they said, "Go to hell. We're gonna get, nice nice set of gates. Wonder what it would look like if we were smashed in." on the ground and those are the people who got beaten by beaten with sticks by cops that's not a good that's not a good look it's also uh, the the uh we should say also in america you can't flip that switch right you, you it takes time like yeah. this is you put the you put the chip plant in you put other parts of the equation in and then what happens is very slowly right because because tsmc's concern was they also have to have people to run the plant and they've got to get yeah. the materials from the outside and like and this is a thing where at this, the U.S. hasn't done uh, some of this stuff I- in a while. And so you need to have not only is it like the universities and all of that, but it's the infrastructure that builds up around it. So what you do is you put something in and you pay that premium. You pay a lot more than it's actually right. I think the, the president of TSMC said 50 percent more per chip, basically, out of this factory. Wow. So it's a huge premium. But. You know, the U.S. says we're willing to pay it to have this in the U.S. And what you want to see is uh, very slowly an ecosystem grow around it where everybody says, oh, well, we want to be next to the TSMC plant or we want to be able to hire away some of the people who are working at TSMC to work at Intel or whatever. And so we're going to be in Phoenix. And then, like, you look back in 10 years, maybe, and in that area in Phoenix, suddenly a burgeoning kind of a chip and manufacturing uh, ecosystem has grown, but right now it's like it was dropped down from space. That's where, how you start. Well, but and, we're and it's, never, it's never going to happen. And, and what are the odds, do you think, well, we that to, China will put a, get a lid on these protests because they'll roll tanks it, and that and that event, it'll go away it, and in six months uh, go, oh, yeah, back to business as usual because it's the best way to do it. Yeah, I don't think it's, I just don't think it's about, I think it's about Taiwan. Like everyone's afraid of Taiwan. Everyone's afraid that at some point, China is going to go into Taiwan and then they can't politically continue to manufacture in China. Like the way that when you saw in Russia, any country that held out even for a week was basically a traitor, you know, like, you know, and so the even people just wanted a moment to think wasn't it weren't they you weren't allowed to do that. And that's it's going to be way worse because we're much more attached to Taiwan than we were to the Ukraine. And so it is it's not going to be defendable. Like Apple will have to shut down the the factories in China if they go into Taiwan and, you know, and then they'll be left with whatever they got done between now and then. So there's a it probably won't be perfect, but it's all about I I believe that it's all about Taiwan. And um, and and I think that Taiwan, the least of our worries are going to be where we're going to make our iPhones. (laughs) Well, it's going to be a big worry for Apple. I mean, you know, like, let me tell you. That's World War Three. That's not nice. Uh, we'll, we'll, we think see. we'll just roll over and say, yeah, go ahead. Biden keeps saying, no, no, uh, yeah, we're going to defend yeah. Taiwan. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that, that, you know, 
China's got a lot of problems internally. And so we want to keep on applying that pressure. If everyone did stop doing work in China, the economy would, you know, become pretty unhinged pretty quickly in China as well. <laughs> you know, so, so it would, yeah. you know, and, and they, they have their own, they, uh, China has a growing number of problems inside of internally that, um, that they have to kind of manage. Um, they, there's the, they peaked, right? China's peaked. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so yep. it's, it's now, now putting out, it's going to be putting out fires pretty fast. And so, um, and we, but the point is, is that regardless of what would happen, going into Taiwan would be a big deal for everyone. And I think everyone's trying to figure that out. Also, you know, Foxconn has been working on fully automated, you know, warehouses and not succeeding yet. Um, uh, but they have been working on that for a decade, you know, so they've been, they've been building, you know, pieces of these and they keep on adding more and more automation. So if it comes to the United States, it's not going to be 300,000 people. It's going to be 30,000. You know, like it's going to be, you know, they're, they're going to cost more, but there'll be a lot less of them. Robots? Uh, yeah, robots. You know, that's, that's what Foxconn spends a lot of money. And the reason that they haven't had to accelerate that is because the wages are so low. You know, so it doesn't. So a lot of times when wages are low, there's a lot of automation that's available at a certain price. It's kind of like with drilling oil, like we can get cheap oil and then we get expensive oil. And and once you get to a certain point, you'll just start putting the, putting the machines in to do it. And uh that's what we did. The Mac Pro, you know, for the trash cans, the Mac Pros were, were built in mostly by robots. <laughs> like yeah, in, not in very Texas. well, right? Well, I don't know if it, I, well, I, they didn't work, but I don't, I think that was more of a design issue than an <laughs> assembly issue. You know, I don't so, know. I got, so. I got, I got, I traded one in. I, the first one I got had all sorts of mechanical issues. But as we, I mean, a lot of the problems are that machines aren't very good at. They're not good at looking at something complex and then trying to figure out how to nudge it one What's way wrong? or the other to yeah. make it work. AI is going to make that better and better and better and better where it can it can figure that stuff out relatively quickly. And so, you know, a lot of the, you know, anything that's a rote assembly has got maybe 10 or 15 years left before yeah. it's almost all a machine. Yeah. I wanted to say something about just the idea of, um, you know, we, we're talking about Taiwan and contingencies and all of that. I think the truth is we may look back on this in, on five or 10 years uh, in the future and say, well, it didn't happen. So this was all not worth it. Um, and the date, right. They, they, they didn't need to diversify from China. It all worked out. Oh, they put all that money into, into India and, and into Vietnam and into building ship factories here in the U S and, and it, it, we didn't actually need to do any of that. But I also think that part of it is they're playing the game here, right? Which is if it doesn't happen, one of the reasons it doesn't happen may be because of the diversification, right? That you, you, you want to take the pressure off a little bit and say, look, China, not all of our stuff is in is in your country anymore. And that that is part of the, the larger picture here. I don't know. It is, you know, fundamentally, if I'm Tim Cook, I, I am looking at uh, severing ties with China like so much of the Western world did with Russia as an extinction level event. And so for me, yeah. it's just like I need to have a, a fallback site, even if it is more expensive and lower production and not something that's a long term solution. It's better than no knowledge. Right. Like literally, like we don't even know how to start. That's they're doing that part now, even if. Uh, it's not very realistic uh, well, in the near term. And, and the, and the, 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 the equation that I use for risk is the chances of something happening multiplied by the consequences. Yeah, so it's even like the an asteroid are very hit. small, yeah. the yeah. chances are very small, but the consequences are very big. And that means the risk is high. 
Yeah. And also keep, keep in, keep in mind that the, as, as Jason, as Jason points out every single quarter with his scripts, the biggest chunk of Apple's profit pie is still hard hardware by a long stretch. They're doing a great job of getting money from services. But if, if, if anything, if anything causes iPhone sales to tank, that's going to hurt a lot. That's going to, that's going to be when you, when you, when you hear like people say, Oh, well, they're, they're turning down the heat on the Apple car project where they're turning on, uh, turning down the heat on these other projects that they don't know if it's going to be a it's going to be a business yet uh and for but fortunately apple they'd have to have five really bad years before they even change the 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 grade of coffee in the cafeteria yeah i mean i think that this is also gets into like where where should apple keep its its uh cash position because a lot of times it's giving away a lot of that money back to in dividends it's doing lots of buybacks at some point it may want to build up a little bit of cash um for a while apple had a problem that their cash position was so high that it was it, it became complicated for them because they have too much cash for their for their market cap but the market cap now is so high they could they could afford to increase that cash position to you know buffer themselves a little bit more uh in case something happened according to cnbc <clears throat> apple's looking at making the ipad in india this is uh cnbc's sources are close to the indian government which so it may just be the indian wishful thinking from the indian government uh the problem of course lack of manufacturing expertise um, this, uh, you know, this, it's funny how this was a cascade of problems starting with supply chain issues and now zero COVID and riots in the factory. I mean, it really has been coming on for a year. Well, and, and I think as Jason said, talked about last week, I think was the, it's not just that there's zero COVID it's that China still could not manage a COVID outbreak. And the reason they have zero COVID is that if it actually gets out, right. um, there's gonna be all kinds of trouble, you know, and, and they'll have a whole new set of problems of just incredible mortality rates because they just don't, they don't have an effective vaccine and they don't have the hospitals to manage the, that's why they're doing all of that, of course. And yeah, so it's, yeah. you know, so there's still, that's still looming over them. Yeah. There's a reason why they had zero COVID. It wasn't just President Xi's yeah. good and, idea, and they they haven't gotten any further ahead. They're they're, they're not meet, reaching any version of herd immunity. So all yeah. that, that that COVID just keeps you know hanging. Yeah, we've kind of seen this, haven't we? Uh, we've seen this play out. Uh, that that you know there is a certain advantage. There is a certain advantage to letting people get sick, uh, or or just or getting them vaccinated. But but yeah. between vaccination and getting sick, the United States now has a fair amount of of herd herd immunity right um between infection and, and vaccination 42 percent of all u.s americans have gotten covid and half of them lie about it let's <laughs> say they haven't <laughs> <laughs> you guys i'm on to you uh, yeah. yeah, I fully admit yeah. it. You, 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 you've gotten it. I know, Alex. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got it on the show. Yeah, and you, you actually got <laughs> it on the show. I yeah. annually had it. it I got it. It actually Man. was on set oh, on the show. God. Kept it in the family. Kept yeah, it in exactly. the family. Thank God we're on Zoom. <laughs> he's yeah. a very, he's very. Alex is very, very loyal. That's 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 one of the things we love about him. By yeah, the way, I mean, if you're gonna get COVID, do it for hashtag content. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. By the way, a big thanks to Zoom ISO, uh, Andy Carluccio, and uh, the Zoom folks, and our engineers who uh, we've we're using a little bit of a different kind of Zoom today on the show. And I don't know if you've noticed, but it's a lot better for the hosts because they're all in a single call, which means they can see and talk to each other and so forth. And yeah, it's uh, so much better. Cool. Yeah. Do you have you don't have John Ashley? a picture of what they see that you could pull up. Oh, um, like I, what I, they're seeing. Cause they're seeing something different from what you're seeing at home. Well, if I want to get, let me, let me do a little routing. This might be a little complicated. Well, it's not complicated. I just gotta do, <laughs> just gotta routing. do some routing magic. Let's I've see. now figured out that this 
did say Noel, but they've black taped the N in the Noel, hidden it behind some trees, and now it says <laughs> sort of backwards letter Leo, which is, I guess, yeah. good. There's a bunch of Easter eggs. Oh, there we go. So this is what you guys uh, see, oh, that's, that's, yeah. which is much more like uh, a Zoom call that you, everybody's familiar with. In the past, all they've seen is what we're streaming, you know, what the or we're putting out on the podcast, which is the the current shot. You have a fifth screen, which we're not showing, that shows you what the current shot is. The oh. program. Oh, this is me like cutting it right now. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. No, Good. it's it's big because because it was like two second delay and now it's less than a second, and right. so everybody's like, "Why do we interrupt each other?" And it's like, not only can we hear what's going on, not delayed, but I can also see when when Andy is leaning forward and getting ready to talk. <laughs> That's and, huge. and so I know, you know, yeah. not to, yeah. that Andy's got it. Yeah, it's big. It's We're big. doing it on all our shows. Uh, this is the first time we've done it on MacBreak Weekly. That's worked and it's really great. So thank you, John. Yeah, Ashley, I've for done it without the help of Jammer B. Around. I know Jammer B's out for hip <laughs> surgery. He's the he was. The only one who knew how to do it. He's slowly got, you know, past so the knowledge So what's funny down. is we were actually going to, she was going to try to train all of us to do it. Yeah. However, the times you try to do it, there were some small issues that popped up. Leo that we were trying to do it before. On the show and stuff <laughs> and things like that. Um, so now almost everybody knows how to do it, which is good. And we're slowly, it's slowly, a big improvement, I think. Slowly. I probably shouldn't mention it, though, right? Because it's going to break as soon as, soon as I mention. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not going to break. All right, let's take a little break. Speaking of breaks and come back, there is uh, more to talk about. Lots more. Lots of little stories and one more big story. Speaking of unions, but first a word from our sponsor, Zip Recruiter. There are great jobs out there in the world, you know, and there's great employees. Zip Recruiter's mission is to bring the two together. Right now, a great time. A lot of businesses hiring for the uh, the festive jobs. Turkey catcher, bilingual Santa Claus, nut gift basket assembler, reindeer wrangler. Believe it or not, I am not I am not making any of those jobs up. They are listed on ZipRecruiter. So, wow. Any kind of job. A lot of good seasonal jobs out there. If ZipRecruiter can find a nut gift basket assembler, they can fill any role, I can guarantee you. We've used ZipRecruiter for years as, as the way, you know, and the thing about hiring is you're always doing it, you know, kind of in, with some urgency. At least we are. Somebody, because we have such a great staff. When somebody leaves, goes to another job or, you know, whatever, decides not to work here, uh, I can't take working with that Leo anymore. Um then we are down a person, and we have 15 people. Down a person is a big deal. So it's important that we fill that job fast. When we go to ZipRecruiter, it works so well. It works so well for, for a number of reasons. First thing, of course, when you post a job opening on ZipRecruiter, it goes out to all the job boards, like 100-plus job boards and social media. It goes out to the, it casts the widest possible net. But don't worry because those applicants aren't going to jam your phone lines or fill your email Every applicant goes into the ZipRecruiter interface, and the ZipRecruiter interface is so great. It makes it easy to rank everybody, eliminate the people you don't want, hire the right person fast. It reformats all the resumes so it's easy to scan them. It gives you screening questions so you can you know, screen out people who are just not right for the job. And then there's the secret sauce that ZipRecruiter does that's so cool. Their technology finds the right candidate for your job. It actually scans through all the applicants they've got on file finds the people who are perfect, and then sends you their names and says, these these guys might be right. You invite the ones you like to apply, and I have to say, our experience has been, and I think this is really true globally, 
when you invite somebody to apply for a job, say, hey, I saw your resume. You look like you'd be great for this job. They are so much more likely to, you know, go through the process. They, they tend to be the best candidates. It's all handled from that easy-to-use dashboard where you can filter, review, rate your candidates. And I can tell you this. When we post on ZipRecruiter at breakfast, we have, I'm always amazed, Lisa will say, before lunch, hey, oh, here's a good one. Oh, here's another good one. What's another one? Four out of five employers, we're not alone, who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter helps you find qualified candidates fast. Try it free, ZipRecruiter.com slash MacBreak. ZipRecruiter.com slash MacBreak. M-A-C-B-R-E-A-K. We thank you so much, ZipRecruiter, for your support all these years, uh, for helping us hire the best people fast. And we thank you, dear MacBreak listener and viewer, for using that address so that way they know you saw it here. ZipRecruiter.com slash MacBreak. Thank you, ZipRecruiter. All right, we have uh, recaffeinated and are ready for round two. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. When I was in um, real radio, uh, <laughs> often uh, I was told, and this is true in TV too, don't do stories about uh, unions, about labor. They're the kiss of death. People just tune them right out. Nobody's interested. But I'm going to do it anyway because I think it's a pretty big story. The NLRB is now weighing in saying Apple's anti Union tactics in Atlanta were illegal, but by the way, there's more to this story. But that's the that's the first the first bit of this. U.S. Labor Board prosecutors have determined that Apple has violated federal law. What did they do? They interrogated and coerced employees in Atlanta. They also concluded Apple held mandatory anti-union meetings during which management made coercive statements. Uh, now Apple's turn to settle. Otherwise, a complaint will be issued. Apple did not have a response. This is from Bloomberg Today. Communication workers of America are, have been trying to unionize at the Atlanta store. Now, the second part of this story is kind of interesting, though. Uh, in St. Louis, this is from 9 to 5 Mac, Apple store employees called, or the union called off a union vote. Apple employees at the St. Louis Galleria store uh, were the latest to move toward unionization last month. One week after submitting submitting interest, the group abandoned the plan. The uh, the uh, union cited increased hostility from Apple, but the employees now say no. We uh, <laughs> we 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 uh, did a straw poll and nobody wanted it, so we we, we canceled yeah. it. I mean, so those uh, were those were two different unions, though. Just oh, to, this just is the inter- this is which is weird. The International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers. Yeah. That's a different union than the communication workers. Yeah, and and it's and it's particularly it's, it's particularly scummy because uh, they when uh, they when when the uh, IAM withdrew uh, the vote, they basically said, "Oh well, there's too much intimidation and there's too much this and that." And then basically, the sixty of the eighty employees uh, in St. Louis basically said, "Yeah, we we're signing. We're going to sign this document that starts with we are not being coerced or dictated to an Apple in both in any way. What they're t- what they're saying is BS. We just we're not going to vote for it anyway. And so apparently, ra- they they wanted to get some sort of a victory. And so rather than let let us let us vote them down, they decided to withdraw the election. Yeah. So yeah, but the but the, well, I uh, think but that, the other that happens all the is, time. Uh, by the way, uh, you know if you. You propose a union election, then realize you aren't going to win it. Why, you know, why even go well, forward, right? 
and you know, for, it depends on what what employees are involved. So, and and a lot of this comes down to management. You know, like the the quality of the management, even at the individual store, and how the employees feel. If if employees think that they have upward mobility, right? They don't want to touch the union, and they don't want to be tarnished with the union as they look at the potential of going into management or going into. Uh, to Apple, you know, people who work at Apple stores sometimes think that someday they'll end up at Cupertino. If you work <laughs> at a store that's unionized, you'll never, you'll never be in Cupertino. Yeah. <laughs> that, that like, that's, yeah. that's a, z- a zero. Yeah. And so they don't want the infection feel, to spread. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, 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 no. They, yeah, exactly. No, no, they, they won't put, you know, and this is the Apple this is zero Apple. union policy. <laughs> this is not Apple. This is every company, uh, you know, the, every company, if once you're in the union, you, you've, you, you know, what you're, when you join the union, you're saying, I don't think it's going to get any better here. So I would like to do something to ensure that I get what I need. Whereas, and that's a management problem (laughs) because if they don't feel like there's an opportunity upward, they're going to take, they're going to take the ground that they have now. If they feel like it's going upward, then they don't want to be in the union because they know that they'll never get there. Like it's, so, it's basically unionizing is basically like, I give up. I'm not going to go any further than here. And I want to ensure that I have the rights that I have right here. And that's when management fails, you know, to do, to, to give them the feeling that it's worth it, that it's, you know, worth being there. So or I think fails, or let's it. face it, it fails to take care of them properly. Exactly. It does no, things exactly. like this saying, is, Hey, we're not going to pay you for the hour you spend in line getting searched as you go home. <laughs> Things like yeah, that. I, that's when you get a union, and I, you know, that's no, I, appropriate. I, I, that's so, and 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 it comes down to it. It, it will come down to store by store too. Well, How that's what that I'm saying. It's very interesting because what happened in St. Louis is very different than what happened in Atlanta, right? The St. Louis people said, "No, no, we we just decided we didn't want it." In Atlanta, uh, it's it, it sounds like according to the NLRB, uh, yeah, uh, that some pretty serious anti-union tactics were employed by Apple. This this wasn't yeah this was an actual finding by the NLRB. It means nothing when you see that oh well gosh you can go on the NLRB site and see how, what complaints have been lodged against which companies. That doesn't mean anything. It means something if they actually take action, and that was pretty obvious that was going to happen here because those are really simple clear rules that if you have you, a company has to allow people to uh, to communicate and for, and communicate and organize uh, about uh, about uh, possibly possibly forming a union you can't interfere with that and there are specific ways that you're outlining saying you can't do this you can't do this you can't do this and at least at that apple store they did this that and that other thing too yeah, yeah. so but so two different two different stories. But it, it is it is weird that all these very very weird unions are trying to t- trying to get more membership by claiming that okay, well this is are they information workers? Are they uh, ATSI? Are they truckers? Are they whatever? It's 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 going to be hard. <laughs> but this but it, it it does it does show that a lot of the complaints that the, they're consistently being made by these individual stores are the same complaints that are being made pretty much all across retail, where it's like you're basically treating us not as valued employees, not as people who have experience and do our jobs very, very well, but as essentially sacks of rice that you can buy more, you can buy less. You don't really care what happens to the sacks of rice. You can schedule them regularly. You can schedule them irregularly. You can basically, basically they're asking for, as I think Alex put it very, very well, that it is, it is 
sad that if you do try to uh, work with a union, that it does put a ceiling on you in terms of uh, further advancement with a lot of uh, with a lot of organizations. However, if you're saying that, look, I'm not, I don't I am not under the delusion that this is a ground floor towards having an office, uh, having a having a line on the Apple org chart that answers directly to, to Tim Cook. I just want a really good retail job within my immediate community that I enjoy. And I want these conditions to be better than they are right now. If Apple is holding themselves to be, you know, this green company, this human company, this human rights company, I should not be I should be treated better than much better than someone who works at Walmart. And I'm not getting that. And, yeah, and I think I doubt that there's this mass desire to move to Cupertino when you get a job at right. the Apple store. I wonder though how many. But it's it's how not often just, it's just not moving to move. How, how it's not just moving. Go ahead. I've no. I actually know folks that started at the Apple store and yeah. ended up in Cupertino. So yeah, it's same. not that it's 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 not a. It's not, it's not an unknown. Yeah. Not, definitely not unheard of. I've actually know multiple people that have done that, and so. Um, so the ones that we worked with in the San Francisco store. <laughs> so anyway, um, that, but I think that the, and there's also chances to move up within the, you know, retail area. Apple isn't the Cupertino is not the only place Apple has offices. <laughs> right. So there's lots of things that, that are available, even just moving up within that rank. And if you're in the top in any place that wants to you know, unionize, if you're, if you feel like you're one of the top 25%, 20% performers, the union's not good for you. Like that's not that they're not for you. They're for everybody else. And so you're going to be held back by being caught up in the group, you know? And so, so folks that are on that front edge always want to, I mean, if they generally always don't want to be part of a union and obviously a bunch of people in St. Louis felt like they were, and that mostly has to do with their manager, (laughs) you know, like, you know, that, that that they're taken care of. They feel like they're, I I have to assume that, I mean, corporate, the benefits are the same at all stores, right? It's not, you don't get a different salary or different benefits if you're working in Atlanta than uh, St. Louis, or do you? Uh, it's, it's, it's more like how different. you're treated. But it's probably how you're treated, and it's it's little things like that. Andy talked about it's how you're scheduled, and are you getting paid for right. it, and how and how and just really how you're. And that's up to, to the manager. But but you things know, and like and whether uh, people are moving up, so forth, they're probably the same across the board. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. More or less, yeah, and they and they do actually pay better than it's, it's not as though they're paying minimum wage, uh, state or federal minimum wage per state. They actually pay very well. It's, as a retail job goes, it's very good, but that doesn't mean that it sucks to have to be on call for several days in which you're not being paid, and you're expected that well, we put you on the schedule for Thursday, even though even though you told us that you can't possibly do Thursday afternoon, but we put you on the schedule anyway. Tough, <laughs> don't, don't tough to hand in your card if you don't want to do that. So apparently Tim Cook is right now speaking at the TSMC groundbreaking in uh, Arizona. Uh, and he says, apparently in his speech. This is Tim. I'm the CEO uh, good morning. of Apple. <laughs> Tim Cook. Tim Cook is my name. <laughs> no. Good Here's morning. the quote. Here's the, good morning. He said, we've already made a decision to be buying out of a plant in Arizona. This plant in Arizona starts up in 24 so we've got about two years ahead of us on that one, maybe a little less. And in Europe, I'm sure this is Tim is such a diplomat. And in Europe, oh, I'm sure we'll also source from Europe as those plans become more apparent. He said this at the meeting, which included Apple Services Chief Eddie Q and Head of Retail and Human Resources Deirdre O'Brien talking to the employees at the new uh, plant. Or no, maybe he's talking to Apple employees. No, yeah, it was an internal meeting in Germany with local engineering and retail employees. Okay. So this is not this is not speaking at the plant. This was in Germany. Yeah. 
still, um, will the A chip, you know, uh, I, one of the Apple blogs, I think 9 to 5, said it, the A chips will never be made at TSMC, but the uh, Wall Street Journal uh, story did say, in fact, that the plan was at some point to get those three nanometer processes mm-hmm. working there. I don't know how hard yeah. that is. Um, what I do it's know hard. is that they can't get it in China because that is technology blocked yeah. by Biden. So. So much, so much of, of what's going on in the world today, especially and in China, has to do with that with that block. The fact that the fact that uh, China can't even buy the really good vaccines, even if they were inclined to do so, and sort of admit that their own vaccines were not very good, they're not allowed. No, com- no American company is allowed to sell like American vaccines to China, uh, and that's. The, the blowback from all the espionage, the industrial espionage has been going on. The assurance that, look, if we if if this if we allow anything to be manufactured in China, they will steal that process and they will start basically making their own knockoffs of whatever that is. It really is biting them in the butt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry that people are dying about it. That's, I wish there were a better. But there's a lot of. That's, but that's a complicated problem. Uh, we have pretty much avoided the uh, Elon subject. <laughs> Have we? Maybe not. Uh, last week, of oh. course, Elon declared war against Apple. Literally said, I'm declaring war against Apple. <laughs> then Tim Cook said, come on down. Come to the campus. Let's talk. <laughs> Elon posts, you know, Twitter photos of the beautiful lake at the campus and said, oh, Tim said, we never considered banning the Twitter app. We love you. Now Elon says uh, Apple has fully resumed advertising on the platform. I don't believe anything Elon says, but yep. uh, but but clearly uh, uh, when, when he said when he put that picture up, I was like, oh, he took him to the thinking pool. He did. <laughs> he said, let's like, walk. Tim said, like, let's, let's hey, Elon, let's go for a walk. Yeah. yeah, the pool is like this little space right in the very middle of the thing. And it's just all surrounded. And it's just like it's oh, like you don't God. even know you're there. You know, so it's. That's a, that's such a powerful place. Like even even Elon Musk, I think he's still is he still like the richest man in the world. He could not help but like tweet from his tw- tw- from his Twitter account like 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 every like every like every like journalist the first time the first time something. they get yeah. hey look here I, here I am at the Apple campus. I have a private conversation with Tim Cook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean thing. It's unclear what's going on uh, with Apple's ad spendings. I don't. I'm not spending any time on Twitter to look for Apple ads, so I'll just have to, yeah, you know, we'll just have to defer to whatever. Um, there was there, there was one there was uh, we I think we talked last week about uh, about a report about how uh, one of Apple's like corporate ad ad advisors that advises a lot of different companies were advising their clients to pull out right. To, Put put the brakes on. Another actually, there was another set of like ex Apple employees that were saying that that they think that the reason why that the Apple pull, might have pulled ads temporarily was because of uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the nightclub the, 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 yeah. the nightclub shooting. They yeah. they didn't want to take the risk that an Apple ad would appear next yeah. to like a tweet that's related to that. So I mean, if you have if you ever hear hear me come within a mile of complaining about uh, about Tim Cook being a diplomat. Of like I've slapped me down hard. I don't think I ever have, but if I ever do, because you see the you see the opposite of that. Where no, I'm just gonna blather my mouth every any time and anywhere on any subject without without making any claim that I simply seem to know what I'm talking about. And the fact that I was I was amazed that he even got invited to the campus because that it seemed it seemed as though the answer would have been we're just gonna let we're some, someone's gonna give Elon a cookie. And we'll, we'll, well, that we'll, was send the, we'll, we'll send him to the we'll send him to the nap blanket. Yeah, 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 exactly. Tim had the cookie. He had the cookie. Yeah, isn't that hysterical? 
Yeah, well, calm down. We're gonna. gonna here's a I'm juice just, box. Here's a and cookie. It's and gonna think, be okay. Yeah. Well, Look out over Elon, Apple Park. According yeah. to some, Elon jumped the gun that it was the nightclub shooting. Apple, all all advertisers do this. You know, you never. I remember uh, in radio, if a plane crashed, thank God planes don't crash much anymore. But if a plane right. crashed, you'd pull all the uh, airline yeah. advertising. Of course, that's you know, and then it comes back. And Elon is so kind of out of touch with with how this stuff works and i don't blame him it's not his job uh but he doesn't have anybody else to do it so he's got to do it <laughs> uh, uh elon said oh my god they're pulling it and uh and i'm sure that's exactly what tim said no, no you know this is normal this, there are ups and downs we're back and so elon's now saying they're back but i don't well, and, and the other thing is, I think Tim Cook, probably more than almost any other CEO out there, is really good at understanding, like, he just looks at it coldly, like, I got to keep the company going, and I got to keep things moving forward. And he definitely has some lines in the sand that he won't cross. But outside of that, he's like, well, we're just going to, like, what can I give you that doesn't damage what I'm doing? And, and Isn't that what not, you want not, in a CEO? I mean, isn't that the oh, perfect yeah, CEO? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and he's not emotional about it. He's not, you know, he doesn't have, he has the things that he won't do. And then outside of that, he's just kind of like, you know, you can't get into the iPhone. Everybody has to have integrity. Uh, and, and so that would be no good if he were squishy. But he's right. really good. <laughs> he's what a CEO should be, somebody who manages yeah. internally and externally. And I think and, to some degree, a CEO is mostly about external, right, Jason? And he, mm-hmm. he, he has the unique position and, and the and a reputation and uh, that he's one of the few people who can kind of deprogram elon musk a little bit right like <laughs> yeah. most of us will be like elon you don't understand how it works he's like Dude. ah you're just you're just blue check elites you don't know and tim cook can be like okay i know what your pals i know what dhh is telling you about app store rejections and all that let me explain <laughs> to you what our policy actually is about it and why parlor wasn't on and then and then they came on and like here's what we're looking for yes. and it's not we're trying yes. to moderate your site for you but there is a basic level a standard of moderation that we want every social media site to offer and if you stay on that side of it we're not going to have a problem and he probably said let me tell you about our in-app purchase thing and it, it's we're going to take a percentage but it's real convenient but you can also offer it on your website if you want to and it's fine like and just kind of talk him out of the frenzy because you know most of what Elon is listening to these days is people who've got conspiracy theories yeah. about how all, yeah, everything D-H-H. is every, yep. they're out yep. to get you, man. Yep. And then Tim Cook's like, listen, chill out, man. He's surrounded <laughs> uh, here's himself. what's going on. He's surrounded himself with those people. So it, to yeah. his detriment. Uh, and it yeah, also so who's going to tell when, him no when it's right, Tim, and right. Tim Cook might be one of the few people who yes. can say that's not reality. Yes. Don't listen to them. And Elon, yeah. I think we're starting to see, understand as a kind of this deeply narcissistic you know, he's got this narcissistic injury. No. When somebody like Tim Cook <laughs> reaches out to him, Elon is so flattered. Uh, yeah. And it's, you know, that to be treated as an equal. Elon was a lot like Trump where he felt like he had been, you know, the, 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 the people he really cared about were leaving him out. You know, the, the kid in high school who wants to right. be in the, in the cool kids and the cool kids are mean and, or he sees them as mean and they're not, he's not in the group. When the cool kid reaches out and says, no, come on, man, we love you. You're cool. Take, that's just like gold. And I, I think Elon probably went to bed that night feeling pretty darn good. Nope. Yeah, plus he had that juice box. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the cookie. In the specially built hotel rooms in the Twitter conference rooms. Did mm, you see the that? Pods. Twitter Ugh. employees came in to Twitter and without word or warning or a memo or anything, the conference rooms have been turned into kind of un- Motel 6 hotel rooms. <laughs> 
You're expected to sleep here now. Did we did we mention that? Think of it as Twitter City. Think of it as working from home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your this home. This is now your home. This is your home. Apple introduces I am so excited. Karaoke Apple Music <laughs> Sing. You know what, Andy? You I and I so can do surprised. those songs from company together. That'll be I'm so surprised it took this long. Like, bonus, like it just, it just bonus it, content it, for members. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. They've they've uh, they've added uh, a variety of ways of doing the karaoke. Of course, the lyrics show up on the screen, but you can do adjustable vocals. Now, this is good for people who can't sing. Not like you and me, Andy. We would like to get rid of all the other people's vocals. And no, sing. no, no. I, well, you know what? I think this is a wonderful thing because not everybody is blessed by God with a rich, lush baritone Precisely. such as myself or, 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 or a lilting tenor such as you. And finally, these great unwashed can feel oh, as though they're boy. not slobs for once. Uh, users now have control over a song's vocal levels. They can sing with, with the original artist vocals. They can, this I love this. They could take the lead. Or mix it up on millions of songs in the Apple Music catalog. I wonder if this is that thing you were talking about, Alex, a few weeks ago. Stems. Stems. It's similar. I yeah. mean, it's, I don't know whether, but I don't know whether they've licensed it to do it specifically with certain tracks, I, or I whether bet they. they I think have. they have. I, I think they're not doing anything like with post processing, which they could do. But I don't think that's what they're doing. I think what they did is they went to these to EMI and to Sony oh, and to they got them to give them the said, mixes. No, maybe not. They probably had a way to process the vocals out of them, but just said. Can we do it? And here's here's some here's some yeah, money. You have to I, like, we're going to do this thing, and yeah. that keeps everybody out of, yeah, out this of trouble. Is pure, pure speculation, but my guess is that the, this is related tangentially, perhaps, but related to the whole workflow that they put together for Dolby Atmos and for yeah. multi-channel and yeah. spatial audio, because w- this is essentially multi-channel because you've got. You're changing the volume mix to drop the vocals or raise the vocals, right? It's it's multiple channels. They've got the voice mm-hmm. channel and the music channel, and then there's a little adjustment where you can take the voice and make it louder or, or quieter or drop it out altogether. And although that's not quite the same as a spatial audio mix, it feels like of a kind. Like they, they put in it's- this technology to allow... Uh, on-device interpretation of a multi-channel audio track, and then it's got a few different ways that it pops out. It pops out as spatial audio. It pops out as this adjustable uh, voice track yeah. for, for Apple Music yeah. Sing. And, and I think some stuff has been actually programmed. I mean, so, so a lot of the Atmos stuff, when it says Atmos on it, it has it has been remixed from the original. So that's when, when they say Atmos on it, that means it's been done from the original. But everything sounds a little bit better and 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 even the stereo stuff sounds a little bit better and the stereo stuff sounds a little bit spatialized and the reason is they are processing all of yeah. those not in real time but they're processing them and then re-uploading them into the library so they're slightly different for apple than they are for everybody else and then um but i think that exactly what jason said is that processing capability has allowed them to say well we can just reprocess all of these files and we happen to know like some don't work as well like if you're the way their processing works if someone if their voice is over to one side or the other, or there's a lot of other things that they may not process as well. So they may not be trying to do all the tracks willy nilly. They may be trying to figure out which ones work, but it's, it's pretty exciting. I think a lot of people will have a great time with it. Um, you know, I think a lot of people love singing along to the songs. You know, it does say on millions of songs, so it's not all tens, of the yeah, songs. And couple, so I'm, coupled with the coupled with an ever expanding catalog that features tens of millions of the world's most singable songs. Exactly. And well, obviously, mm-hmm. some songs even, even that's a lot too. Yeah. Tens of millions. Of but I wonder, Alex, when you um, when you atmosize, when you spatialize a song, are those tracks somehow visible to Apple? In other words, can Apple? No. no. 
So they don't have. I mean, nah, not really. So yeah. So the way Atmos works, they are. I mean, the metadata is there about where everything's going. You could theoretically grab. I mean, it is saying that this is this track is going through there. So it's not you. Um, there is metadata that says where all the instruments are. So you could theoretically take it, um, an, an you know some an Atmos uh, mix. I've never tried to do that, but you could theoretically use it to grab onto. Um, some of the some of the instruments because those things are objects and they have metadata and they have positioning and so on and so forth within the um, within the file. So, um, but I think that a lot of that by the time I believe that a lot of that by the time it gets to to the to the Apple Music and I could be wrong about this because I don't know how Apple does it. It's but um, that may be folded down into something that's that's not per- necessarily pro- providing all of that explicit information. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it, but I, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent certain the, the whole goal I'm of Atmos is, is that you have all these objects and it just tells you where those instruments are. And that way it has infinite resolution. If it needs to get folded down to stereo or five, one or five, one, four, seven, one, four, the Atmos stays separate from that where it doesn't, you know, yeah. it, the objects are sitting in their, in their own space. So theoretically it would all be there. I don't know whether it, the voice would necessarily, what right. they're doing here. You can't promise that they're going to mix be, the voice as a separate channel in Dolby Atmos. It's not. <laughs> But, but to be is, clear, this is only some tracks, right? So it, it, it may wonder. very well be that these are the tracks, tracks that be, have, they have either that a karaoke yeah. track or they just have a, yeah. an isolated right. voice I mean, set of metadata. If anybody in yeah. the music yeah. industry knows or Apple knows and wants to DM any of us, please uh, please <laughs> yeah. do. We'd love to know how this is working. It's going to be probably... cool. I hope it is uh, as cool. It's not out yet, so we can't tell. I do, I do, Andy, I'll tell you this, though. The 1970 Broadway soundtrack of Company with Elaine Stritch there you go. Is Dolby spatialized, right? It is spatial. <laughs> mm-hmm. So cross your fingers, you can, Andy, you and me you, next week, maybe. You can, you, you can hear the wine bottle skitter from her hand <laughs> down, yes, to the, down to the studio to floor the all the way. To, that's well, on, uh, I found uh, that uh, documentary, by the way. It's a D.A. Penny Baker documentary. That I did not yeah. know. And yeah. uh, it is on criteria on the Criterion uh, channel. So I will it is you. You, you got to see it. Also, also, uh, documentary now did a parody of it like two years ago. That is amazingly good. Okay. So either, right. either one of them is a, is a very strong work. You also get real time lyrics. Users can sing along to their favorite songs with animated lyrics that dance, dance. <laughs> I say to the rhythm of the vocals. Now I am not a big karaoke guy. So I don't know what is I'm kind of the a, state of the art in person. karaoke bars, but did the music, the lyrics dance? No, usually the bouncing ball dances. The, yeah, the um, I have a sparkle that yeah. goes across from left That's to right sparkle. as they highlight the, yeah. the 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 just the basic lyric so- solution inside of the iPhone though is just amazing. Like it, it is. I love you know that. if you. Yeah. You just you, you get to and it, and it really is well timed and, and, and set up there. And, and so I think it's um I think people will have I think this will be something that a lot of people will enjoy a lot, especially so. because it, it, it's also included as uh, Mac people are out, but uh, uh, Apple TV is in. So and that's how you that would, would be a shame it. if they didn't. That's yeah. how you would do it. Right. But it's, it's hard to ha- it's hard to handhold the phone and yeah. look cool while you're doing no, David you Bowie. It's TV, like so David Bowie. Your... David Bowie would not sing. Like, I'm, I'm just saying. Blue jeans, I hope they get this out in time for Christmas. Because I, I will do this. Yeah. The biggest danger is people are going to put their phone on their holder in their car and do karaoke while no, they're driving. Or in the shower. We'll see. Well, or in the shower. We'll see how waterproof those iPhone 14s are. How water resistant they are. Background vocals, vocal lines sung simultaneously can animate independently from the main vocals. So you can have your background singers 
And you could say you take the uh, you know the blue sparkle, you take the I'm red. Curious sparkle. how that works. Well, we'll have yeah, to I'm, see. Uh, we'll have to see. Yeah. This is not yeah. out till Apple says later this month. And all those people who've been waiting a year for the Apple Music Classical Service to launch yeah. are like, "What are you doing?" Two different teams. It's two different teams. Like, uh, these yeah, are, yeah. I know it's just funny because it's another Apple Music announcement before the end of the year, and they they yeah. originally when they bought Prime Phonics said that that would be coming. The classical right. service would be coming by the end of the year. It still yeah. might. I mean, this is one of those things hey, when we say Apple is wrapped December up for 6th. the year. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly. They might be. They're ready to go on vacation, and they're like, "No, no, you got to launch your your service before that." Well, so. by the way, as long as we're saying that, didn't they say the Mac Pro would be out by this year? Yeah, but they've already yeah. they already backed out of that, right? And they, they, I, I think that uh, yeah, I think with all the production issues that they've had, everything got pushed they have back a, they a little have an bit. Excuse the dog. Yeah, ate I their think homework. it's a pretty good excuse. Yeah, the COVID. Exactly. Ate the dog was yeah. in Shanghai and it yeah. ate their homework and shut down the whole factory. Yeah. It was a while, so. Shih Tzu. Hey, if the play if the play date if the play date got got delayed for one chip, imagine what happens to the Mac right, Pro. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, duet view: multiple vocalists show on opposite sides of the screen to make duets or multiple singer tracks easy to sing along to. I I just I don't I don't know exactly know what that means. So imagine if you want to sing one part of a duet, you can lower the audio track for that singer, and the lyrics will be like oh. instead of one lyric sheet, they they push yeah. like singer A to the left and singer you B to the right. Send me flowers. Yeah, anymore. exactly. Exactly. You so you can you can me. pretend to be one. Can I do both? And now you're duetting with your favorite singer. Me. Used to say you need me. Now <laughs> when you need me late at night. Does it no, we feel didn't. so good when we're feeling all right? Needless well, to say, sorry. Andy's going to use this a lot. That's a lot. what we're saying. Like, they're like, why did why did Andy, Andy just go to <laughs> iPhone 100%? He was channeling like, Neil Diamond briefly there, which I really yeah. uh, enjoyed. Love you, on the rocks. You see ain't no surprise. There's another great yeah. duet with Barbara Streisand. Did you uh, see the, Neil himself? Neil Diamond. Actually, that's confusing if I see Neil himself. Neil mm. Diamond was in the balcony at the Neil Diamond Broadway show and stand up and <laughs> let, led yep. the whole cast and audience in a sing-along of Sweet Caroline. Yep. And he hasn't performed for five years because he's got yep. Parkinson's and he retired from performing, but he sang at his own show. Isn't that nice? If you get your own Broadway show, if you can sing a song, <sighs> yeah. go and do it. Should do I, it. Yo, yo, Should yo, I play yo, a little yo, bit of it? The, the no, show. I, no. This is good. This is Takedown City, but I'm going to do it. Just take it out of the YouTube, okay, John Ashley? Just take it out of the YouTube. <laughs> like, Come on. This is the Neil don't Diamond musical. A beautiful noise. Caroline. Good times never seem so good. There's Neil. He's up in the balcony. Oh, look at the audience. This is a crowd place. Yeah. yeah, what a moment that is, right? But then I know it's growing strong. He's still pretty good. He sings fine. Oh, the uh, this for some reason there's something about this song that really gets yeah. people singing along. The yeah. whole colleges that sing it. Yeah, it's the Red Sox. That's why I was uh, I was in the Caribbean <laughs> on a New Year's Eve with a bunch of strangers. We all sang this, and people got up on the table. Here we go. Everybody, sing along now. This is the this is the sing along I want. Touching you, sweet Caroline. I don't care how much you yell; it's not gonna. Everybody says that's so good. It's so good. All right. 
Yeah. You, John you wanna, Ashley's you cutting me off now because he okay. says, you will be taken down and spanked by YouTube. Yeah. I don't know about yep. spanked, but... <laughs> Well, they'll definitely they, take they'll, it down. We they'll, know that they'll, anyway. they'll take they'll, they'll take that down too for adult content. But show you what a mensch the, uh, he is. So after uh, I think this happened like right after the uh, uh, the uh, the marathon bombing in Boston, uh, twenty thirteen, I think it was twenty fourteen, uh, and so. He wanted to so the first uh, first or first Sox game like after that, you know, obviously it was a bad time and there's a lot of healing that needs to go on. He just decided he just up and decided to fly from from California to Boston. No advance, no planning, no nothing. Just show up, make some phone calls, say, hi, I'm Neil Diamond. I would love to sing Sweet, Car- Sweet Caroline during the, oh as you do God. during the seventh stretch to like lead the, lead the, oh. and he was just, and, and again, and nobody, nobody knew about it until he showed up. And again, not even the, the park knew about it until he just got a phone call from a hotel. <laughs> Isn't it cool though, that you could be Neil Diamond and it doesn't matter wherever you are, if you stand up and start singing that song. The whole audience is going to go crazy. It's just, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's 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 great when a songwriter or a performer like they get they 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 get they get it they get the hit, and then they have to they they will probably For almost while, automatically have, it, have right? ten have ten years of resentment, yeah. and then they realize that you know it's really it's cool so that bad. we. I walked into a restaurant with my with my kids, my grandkids, and they just the band just started gently playing the song that I'm very famous for. And now, wow, people people like that song. This is going to be my legacy beyond my kids and my grandkids. It's not I must too be bad being Lieutenant Savick, right? It's a, there's exactly. a certain there's a certain something going there. Um, Kirstie Alley, of course, will yeah, well, sad story. We'll miss you, uh, Jason Stell. You remember probably when Steve Perry of journey showed up at the giants games and uh and would lead the singing the sing-along and of course he's lost and don't, stop, don't, don't stop don't stop believing yeah i mean that's why he doesn't <laughs> do it but he would yeah he well t perry is a fanatical uh giants fan is my understanding so yeah he would show up in his giants gear and and they they play don't stop believing and He'd during those world series and, runs and yeah. all of that uh, and so that cool. was that was quite a journey one of those very rare bands although not as rare as you'd think that replaced its lead singer with somebody who used to be the lead singer yeah. in a tribute <laughs> band for yeah. that band yeah it happens more often than you'd think mm. but uh yeah it's it's true <laughs> we do have Red pirate roberts uh, <laughs> yeah that's right he never dies we do have a tribute band called uh, oh, what is the name of it uh, for uh, Neil Diamond's music um, in town? Uh, so maybe you never know. Oh wow, we have one. Yeah. We have one for the Eagles in town. They're they're, oh, they're down good. in Center Fell. The, Ill the Eagles. Eagles. Ill yeah, Eagles. they're really good. Mm. They're we were doing testing. We were doing concert tests. And we brought them in for the, our stage, our test stage. Oh, and oh my gosh, it was so. They are so good. I know yeah, the bass really player really pretty fun. well, and uh, they're a great band. They're really fun to watch. And Joey. Joey. Yeah, you know Joey. Yeah. 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 Apple Music will also be launching a suite of more than 50 dedicated companion playlists, so your karaoke party <laughs> is pre-planned and ready to go, featuring all the epic songs, duets, choruses, and anthems that have been compelling people all around the world to sing badly. Fully optimized for the <laughs> Apple Music Sing experience. So I hope that comes out before the end of the year, because yeah. that's a perfect for your holiday. Yeah, they say together. it's this this yeah. month, so let's hope they yeah they can yeah. beat the holiday parties out. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be really sad if they put it out like December 28th. Yeah. New Year's party, get it in there. Well, they, so, so 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 long as they've got it in time for Orthodox Christmas, that's fine. <laughs> Andy always gets this little, you know, uh, 
t- what is it? It's like the time added in soccer. He gets this little extra few extra days. time. The, the, extra time. The, <laughs> when is Orthodox Christmas even, this year? Do you know? Uh, I actually have to look it up. It's usually like 10 days afterwards. You know, I hate it when, to, when Christmas to... goes to penalty kicks, though. It's really the worst. <laughs> oh, that's you don't the wanna, worst. You don't want to solve it before that. Oh, I hate it. You know, December. Oh. January, Jan, January 6th. January January 6th. January, oh, sorry, this year is January, January 7th, 2023. Saturday, yeah. January 7th. Actually, uh, I believe in Ukraine, that's where they, that's what they celebrate more than the Christmas right. Day. Yeah, that's yeah. what Russian Orthodox, the Russian side of my, or the, the Slovak side of my family used to do. Uh, we used to, we used to do like the big Italian Christmas and the big Italian Christmas. And then a couple of weeks later, it would be just a nice dinner with the, with the family, you know, pierogies, uh, sausage. You get two Christmases this year. That's really good. And, and and an excuse, like if there's someone I didn't get a gift for and they really, really overdid it with a gift, like, oh, well, of course, I, I give up my gifts on Orthodox Christmas. So uh, oh, yeah, that's already got I, I can't give it to you until after uh, until after the, uh, <clears throat> the that's when you open, uh, unorthodox Christmas. That's when you open the aunt and uncle gift. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, by the way, is a Canadian Christmas. So happy <laughs> Canadian Christmas to our Canadian friends. Come to the early harvest. <laughs> Let's what take they a do. break. <laughs> we know it's you know good. it's we know it's early, but they're they're sorry about You're it. You're good. You're really sorry good. They're sorry. I'm sorry it's early. Uh but we will have turkey and stockings. Just you know. Um our show today. <laughs> you made me laugh, Jason. Our show today brought to you by Rocket Money. I love this. I've been a true bill subscriber for years. Rocket uh, acquired them. They've turned it into Rocket Money. They've made it even better. It's a great app you could put on your phone that will tell you what your net worth is, what your budgets are, where your money's going. But here's the feature that is makes this beyond awesome. It finds your recurring subscriptions and lets you cancel them. Now, I think almost everybody, we lie to ourselves about it, but 80% of people, have subscriptions they've forgotten about. They just forgot. They're just paying them every month. Money going out. You know, it's five bucks, three bucks, seven bucks, whatever. A little bit, blue check, eight bucks. No big deal. You forget about it, right? Uh, here's the thing. Most, when they surveyed them, most Americans thought, yeah, I'm probably spending about 80 bucks a month on subscriptions. But then when they looked, it's it's the total is closer to $200 or more. For me, a lot more. <laughs> That's why I love Rocket Money. You can go to a tab that says all shows all your subscriptions in one place. You see a subscription and you say, well, wait a minute. I, I'm still paying for that. All you have to do in without leaving the app is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So that's one of the reasons we have all those subscriptions, right? Oh, how do I figure out? Where do I go? What do I do to cancel it? But we all have, you know, for me, it was a campaign contribution. I've mentioned this before that I forgot to turn off in 2020 and had been paying for for <laughs> years uh for you it might be i don't know a magazine you never read that you you still subscribe to or an app you bought and you forgot that, i think that's a big one apps you forgot about now this is such a good solution everybody's got to get it right now on your phone go to rocketmoney.com slash macbreak i know you're smart you could go to the Google Play Store, the iOS App Store, and just download it. But please do me a favor. Go to Rock, just so they know you saw it here, rocketmoney.com slash MacBreak. You get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money. If you haven't done this yet, trust me, this is the best way to save, it could be hundreds of dollars a year. 
rocketmoney.com slash MacBreak. Cancel those unnecessary subscriptions right now. And there are a lot of other great things it does, but the subscriptions alone make it worthwhile. Rocketmoney.com slash MacBreak. We thank Rocket Money so much uh, for taking a what was already a fantastic product, making it better. I'm just so happy. And uh, then buying an ad on this show. And when Lisa said, uh, you, do you know anything about Rocket Money? I said, do I? <laughs> I know all about it. She said, they want to advertise. I said, please let me tell people about it. It's the best. Yeah, I spent, I, 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 got a, I got a very nice confirmation that my subscription, my annual subscription to the New Yorker online had been re- renewed for $110 the other day. I'm like, oh, I haven't actually read that in a long time. And I forgot that I subscribed to it. And then I'm in a period this week where I'm going to be traveling and I'm not buying burritos for myself. I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad the New Yorker has $110 of <sighs> my money. Sigh. And, then, and, then, and then you go and then you go and then you go and like, Find, figure it out and unsubscribe but yeah that's when, that's when, you, when it was a pile of magazines one every week it was easy to remember you subscribe to it but now there's no right. visible thing. by the way did you just win an eddie award and not tell us hmm? huh <laughs> actually i did i did i don't i don't like to flaunt it but you know if we're if we're if we're showing off our eddie hardware here uh yeah i, I won i what'd you get I, that I for this uh i won this for being an awesome columnist uh, who uh, was uh, holding up the traditions and the and the courtesies of uh, such an August publication? Uh, and they were just so damn proud of me that they just said, "You know what? We're leaving that car unlocked un- intentionally with the hopes that Andy, <laughs> on the way out of the award ceremony, will see that <laughs> unlocked car. Just take it. Know that the show is over. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, I got, I got this on eBay. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it's somebody else's who won it. By somebody. the way, I'd like to also thank the Academy for oh, my Eddie Award. Exactly. Hey, Alex, I where's your Eddie? Editing the show really I've left the, out. I've got, I've, I've got <laughs> the eighty-nine. Which one? Which one do you have, Jason? This is the unlabeled, undated. Although I also oh, have. 97 uh so i have two well that's hysterical Ooh, those, those are, you bought it on ebay did you peel yeah. the plaque off or no the plaque's still on it the plaque the plaque is still on it i'm not going to reveal the name of the winner see that uh, it is a, uh, unfortunately it is a trapezoid uh, so i keep wanting to like have a plaque made that looks you know it's hysterical. just 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 uh convincing enough to make people make people think that no i didn't buy this i on would eBay just put and some then, blue tape painters tape on it and and, and, and and you know just use a marker to put your name on it why not what who, who cares the funny thing is the sad thing is somebody hit such hard times <laughs> they sold their eddie I've yeah of, or i've heard of oscar yeah, or, runners or, doing that but or maybe they they uh you know it was uh, an estate sale or something like that. Or, what are we going to do with or, this or, thing? Or in this case, you you would rec- I won't say who it is, but you would you would recognize the name of the company because they had a very significant and very very flashy product in 1989. It's possible that when the company was acquired and yeah. they closed up the office, all they this basically crap. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. And this just yeah. some, and basically someone just took it home because hey, look, it's a nice. And I will I will say with, with no joking, no joking. This this was the this this was the one like souvenir I wanted from my mac user slash mac world days because it is this is this is this is not this is a real like oscar level yeah it weighs like, a ton it, this is if this were an episode of columbo i could murder someone with this this is this is mm-hmm. uh you and it's a beautiful a piece job. of sculpture you guys did a good job it's classy it's i classy. was yeah and and when we came over from mac user to mac world it was one of the things that they kept for mac user was they kept the statue and the name and the whole awards kind of As thing they should. Um, because it was yeah it's good stuff and like i said and it's like a mac classic or a mac se in there but it's uh My, mine is an se right the 89 is yeah. an se i think you yeah, went SE. back to the the generic classic oh that's kind of yeah. cool that's kind of cool i need to i need i need to get a rotating like rotating platform a little light 
So back in the day when Vic Gundotro was at Google, he was the champion of Google+. Plus. Google+, Plus, their social network, <laughs> which they're wishing they still had, by the way, right about now, uh, was championed by Gundotro, became a big push for Google. They even tied employees' bonuses to their success in social. Gundotra left, and Google Plus died. Suddenly. Like, he left very quickly. <laughs> like, he announced it on Tuesday. I'm not going to be here on Friday. Yeah. Like, it was not... But he went to a company called AliveCore, which makes a very important and wonderful product that detects AFib and other uh, heart issues with a $99 thing. I have the one where you just put your thumbs on it and it ties to the iPhone. Um, However, uh, and now it's it's like a credit card you can keep in your wallet, which is cool. Uh, Apple and AliveCore are kind of in a little tussle. A little tussle over the whole thing. Um, I think a live course sued first, uh, saying that it had created this technology and Apple put it in the watch. Then Apple counter has just countersued uh, over the uh, the Cardia Band, which is a watch strap that you could put in the Apple Watch that will kind of do more. So <laughs> there's an ITC complaint an antitrust battle, and then a patent lawsuit um, over the Apple Watch. And Apple's response is, well, no, Uh, we invented it. And (laughs) so -uh. this is an action about innovation and the opportunism and profiteering that threatens it, says Apple. Apple introduced cutting-edge, life-changing advancements in electronic healthcare that are relied upon by millions on daily basis to do their to better their life. It, Vic Gondotra needs a pond so he can invite <laughs> Tim over and just yes. uh, and give him a cookie and a juice box. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea who's here. We we got a bumper pool table last year. Here, <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah. take a stroller on the bumper you pool table. You want to see my old Eddies? Uh, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> Apple uh, says AliveCore used technology Apple created before declaring that uh, it's that AliveCore has not been commercially successful and has been propped up by funding from private investors. I don't know what that has to do with anything. It's just kind of t- twisting the knife. AliveCore's uh, complaint uh, says Apple is an opportunistic, assert- opportunistic assertion of its patents against Apple because it's not doing well. So, an attempt to siphon from the success of Apple Technologies, it did not invent, all the while selling products that rely on foundational ECG <laughs> innovations that Apple patented years before AliveCore came to be. Oh, who are we going to siphon? Company? Come on. That makes no sense. Who, uh, the, the thing is, these, this is life-changing technology. Uh, it's great that it's in the Apple Watch. It's also great uh, that you could get it in a credit card size thing. Uh, if you don't have an Apple Watch for ninety nine bucks, I just I I wish these guys would just figure it out. Mm. I didn't see it in this story, but is is did somebody go to App AliveCore from Apple? Did that like somebody uh. leave Apple and found AliveCore? Because that's what it sort of sounds like to me is that somebody somebody who knew well, about Apple that, stuff just kind of left. I, I think that it, it what I think might have happened is is that Apple thought that AliveCore was doing something different than they were. And then AliveCore said, no, you're doing the same thing. Then Apple's <laughs> lawyers looked back and did research to defend themselves and was like, what the what? And, and they, and, you know, and, and then, and then, and then they, you know, then they're, they're, then they're upset. Like, 
usually the way I mean, I, I come from a family of lawyers and usually you can you, you look at something and go, oh, OK, you know, you don't think about it. And then they attack you. And as you defend it, you suddenly realize they missed something really big. Uh. And and then your lawyers just go, we will kill them now. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, like, you know, like it, and it just it just goes into death ray really fast because they picked the fight first. You know, like if they hadn't picked the fight, Apple probably wouldn't have paid it. If, if a live court gets buried by this patent. It's because they picked a fight with Apple over something that they didn't need to, that Apple wasn't adjudicating. And suddenly they they flipped the switch and the Apple eye looked at them and looked down at their own <laughs> patents and then looked over at them and then hit, you know. Set you know, the, it's so hard to know. Back in June, a judge ruled that the Apple Watch did infringe a live course patent. Right. Uh, then the today, this has just happened, the U.S. patent, then, you know, of course, Apple went to the USPTO. Today, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office's Patent Trial and Appeal Board, PTAB, ruled that three AliveCorp patents covering heart monitoring technologies for wearable devices were unpatentable. Not that they now they're not that they they, they were preceded by uh, uh, earlier in, inventions by Apple, but that they couldn't be patented. AliveCorp alleged in federal court and before the ITC that Apple had copied the technologies. Um. So this is this is one way to go with this uh, is uh, is is appeal to the PTO about the patent rather than going to court and sue, and so now that they've ruled that it's unpatentable, I think a live court is going to be in a difficult position. Um, and and again, you have to remember the countersuit is also just hanging that over their head, going, you know, we can stop this anytime you want. We just have all you have to do is you know, like like you know, but so but we so can... here is the smoking, perhaps the smoking gun during development. AliveCorp founder and chief medical officer Dave Albert demonstrated the technologies to Apple executives. This is back in 2017. A year later, Apple released very similar technologies. So maybe that's the smoking gun. Um, but it looks like Apple's going to win this one because of the uh, the patent, the PTAB ruling that it's not that those patents are not patentable. Um, wow. Uh, you know, I don't know who's more brazen. You know, Apple, a lot of times, and you'll acknowledge this too, Alex. These are defensive countersuits, right? Yeah, because you want to you want to give them a reason that right now they have all upside, no downside. Apple just gave them downside. Right. Like this could get much worse really fast, right. and so that it, it can be negotiation. It can also be, you know, and I think that they they definitely, I think, were their business has been definitely negatively affected by Apple's improvements of the watch. You know, the watch isn't as good as what they're doing, but is it good enough to? you know, eat into any of the sales that they thought that they were going to have is pro- is probably likely. Yeah. So, you know, they and and they may be in a position where they're starting to pick these fights because they Apple may be correct. They they have investors trying to say, well, what else can we make money at? Because we're not making money at these at this hardware, you know, and, and, and I do think that the sales of that of, of Apple watches has definitely affected a, a, a live core, you know, like it's. You know, because it, sure. it, a lot of what they theirs sure. is more accurate and it's more precise and it and it's more medically driven, but but I think a lot of people that would have gotten a live core, you know. So I think that they're having. I think they may be thrashing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Apple says, "Well, now you're losing money because of us. You're coming after us." Yeah, no, uh, that's usually why. It's, <laughs> it's a you know everyone I will say again as as someone who grew up in you know I spent the weekend talking about law lawsuits. With my dad, I was home. <laughs> we were talking about, <laughs> like, I, I can't say anything about it, but all, but all families express love in, in their own special ways. No, no one way, no less than others. That's we fine. love sitting around talking about stupid things people do in court, and and like <laughs> it's just like you know stupid suits and stupid things, and and like one that 
And and the thing is, is that we just, I think people think that they can just sue people, but it's, it's, it's thermonuclear war. Like, oh, you know, so and, and as soon as you, I've only as been soon in as one decide, lawsuit gonna, and I deeply regret it. Yeah. Uh, and and not so you because just, we lost or anything, but just cause it was, it's just the process is just awful. Yeah. Almost any good lawyer will tell you, don't do, don't it's do it if you it. don't have to. Yeah. But, but once you're in it, you know, Ugh. so, so, so you just got to be very careful about what, do I really want to peel that open? Cause you, you never know when you, when you peel open a, a lawsuit, you never know exactly where it's going to go, yeah. no matter how certain you, you think it is. Yeah, that's right. And what you, st- you don't know whether, even if your case is perfect, is this, is the other side's going to make it unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even if you know yeah. you're going to win in the long run, the other side is going to make it as awful as possible for you yeah. with depositions and requests for documents and on and on and on. It's just, it's not a pleasant, it's such an awful thing. So let's speak yeah. about something jolly for the holiday. Apple TV Plus and Spirited, which I could only watch about for 10 minutes before my diabetic <laughs> shocks kicked in. It's the most sugary thing ever, but it's fun. Who who, do, who doesn't love Will Ferrell? And, uh, and, and uh, what's his name uh, from Ryan Seacrest? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Selena Gomez, I haven't seen my mind in me. Apple TV's uh, trailer talks about all of the new things. They're going to have a little bit of a problem with emancipation. The Will Smith uh, movie, although Will Smith is now going out on the apology tour, trying to uh, save that uh, film. Uh, a new season of Little America comes out that uh, same day, December 9th. Um, a new holiday short film, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, will be for <laughs> Christmas Day. All I know is if you if if you see a, a change in the size or coloration of that mole, you should see a doctor. Um, of course, Ted Lasso. Charlie Brown Christmas is free. Yeah. A Charlie yeah. Brown Christmas is free on Apple TV. Yes. I watched it. Uh, Lisa and I watched about uh, five minutes of it just for good good old time's sake. And it, it's just as cute as ever. It's, it's curb your enthusiasm for children. Yeah, it is. Well, because... It's the it's the strip. So they it's a set piece. They do the thing. They do the joke, and then it's another set piece. They do the thing. That it, it's like it's very weird. But you know, hey, we love it. Uh, the sci-fi series Wool. I don't know what that's going to be about. Billy. <laughs> that's that's uh, Hugh Howey's. Uh, it was like a self-published, and then it got turned into oh, nice. a, an actual published thing. It's like a post-apocalyptic thing where people live in silos in the ground. Uh, and the smell of lanolin uh, pervades the air. <laughs> uh, I am very excited about Masters of the Air, which they've teased quite a bit. Sequel to the Band of Brothers in the Pacific. It's about, of course, the Air Force in World War II. Uh, Billy Crudup's comedy, Hello Tomorrow. And a new Ridley Scott movie, Napoleon. Oh, Napoleon. Mm. Wow. Mm. Typical tiny personal movie from, yes. uh, from Ridley Scott. <laughs> yes, he likes, he likes those little low-budget, minimal crew yeah, Napoleon. Steel shots in the city. Just a, yeah. just a little thing in the, in a, you know, in a little battle. No big deal. Uh, a new uh, Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford comedy called Shrinking. Why are there so many? I presume this is about a psychiatrist. Why are there so many um, TV shows and movies about psychotherapy? I don't understand it. Is it in the early? I think funny? you know. My 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 theory is that it's psychotherapy is about two people talking to each other, so it's nothing but dialogue. And a lot of it can be let's build one set in which they sit and talk. Yeah, you don't have to. It's not. It's it's not about an international daring do hitman who occasionally goes into space. It's like okay, we'll just do a somewhat rundown, frumpy looking office park office. We're good. So the pitch the, the elevator 
pitch for shrinking. It's Brett Goldstein, uh, Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. He's the writer and executive producer of that show. And the idea there is that it's a therapist who decides to uh, basically be unflinchingly honest with everybody. And the uh, terrible results of that, I believe, is how it goes. Um, so it actually sounds like uh, kind of a, a funny premise. And it, it's part of the, you know, what's Brett Goldstein's next thing after being discovered in Ted Lasso? And the answer is another uh, Apple TV. Oh, he's, the Ted he's one of the writers guy. on the show too. Oh, uh, so. okay. There you go. So yeah, yeah. Roy Kent from deal. Ted Lasso. Oh, it's Roy Kent. Oh, nice. I love yeah. Roy Kent. Is he British? He is. So he's going to have the same accent or is he going to be American? I don't think he's in it. I think no, he's, he's just the it. showrunner. Oh. I think he's just the showrunner for it because he is a comedy writer. They hired him to be one on the writing staff oh. and bring his sort of like Britishness to it, understanding how soccer works and things like that. And then they cast him on top of that. But originally he was hired just to be a writer on the show. Um, and so they, oh, they, they obviously that. his agents have now, now gotten him a deal for his own show. So it's pretty good. And of course, there's that Netflix movie Jonah Hill did with his own personal psychiatrist, his actual <laughs> psychiatrist, uh, which is actually not too bad. I kind of liked it. It was called Stutz. It's uh, it's on Netflix. Mm. It's a little weird. At first, I, I thought, I is this a send up? Is he is he? Uh, yeah. But but no, it's his I, I always I always get a little bit worried because it's not the first time you have like some a, a very very wealthy very very famous celebrity wants to do a documentary about his mentor or psychiatrist. It's like oh, where did this idea come from? Yeah. And he's been talking to Elon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so it looks like I have to say when you look at the t- teaser, which I can't play because Apple will take us down, even if I'm giving them a plug. Uh, it looks like Apple's TV Plus has. Re- I mean, uh, my early complaints were, you know, scant content, a lot of not very good content. They have they're firing on all cylinders. Would you agree, Alex? They hired two show two uh, executives from Sony. They seem to really be putting together a great slate. They seem to be putting together. I I don't find myself watching very much of it. Oh, I mean, I really, uh, you know, I I don't, you know, I have it there, but I don't find myself going to it very right. often. Um, and and uh, you know, I I really like to watch the sound with Mark Ronson, right? Which you know, and I really love the. I feel like some of those are more interesting to me. I think that you like documentaries. Um, well, I like documentaries. I also I think that um, I don't know. I always feel like the Apple stuff has too much. Like, too much of vegetables. Watch. Like it's, just, it's always. Yeah, no, I agree. In our early days, yeah, I'm just uh, like, more, you know, it, it's absolutely. always telling me something about how I, I the, totally agree with even, you. Even the post of pocket blip stuff, I'm sure will teach me something that See, I needed to know yeah, about the way yeah. we should have done things. And, and I just yeah. kind of like, I can't just watch a show. Like, watch, like you know, I just watch. You know, so. I got a show for you. Gary Oldman is amazing. Yeah. Slow horses. Slow horses. I've heard about that. And I, I, I think the, the other second problem, season just came out. Watch the first so, season. The first so episode the, of the second season. Gary Oldman is in a Chinese noodle house, or maybe. It's oh a, my God! It's so disgusting. It's, it's amazing. And, <laughs> and the guy, his his coworker comes in and says, "You're eating like a dead horse." And you could tell Gary Oldman is getting so much pleasure out of slurping the noodles, and that it's just the best scene. It is. It I, is an amazing show. I think that the other things for all the things that people said before Apple TV came out was that it would be. You know, it's going to be very PG and it's going to be, you know, all these other things. And the problem is, is that I watch almost any TV that I watch. I only watch TV about one hour a day. You know, it's yeah. it's not like You're I watch it with picky. my kids. Yeah. Well, I also know, but I also watch it. My family sits down. We It's like the end of the day thing. We right. have dinner and then we sit right. down and watch something. So if anything, I, my kids are at the age that anything that says M.A. means I'm not going to see it. Oh. Like, I'm just not going to see it because I don't have any other time in the day to watch it. And so. Yeah. So, so you may not they, see Slow Horses. Puts, it's not for kids. Spirited is well, for kids, for sure. You might not. Yeah, I, I don't know horses. if I can watch any more Scrooge. 
Like it, it does have really good ratings. I mean, Apple's pretty does excited it? about that one. It's, so yeah, it's, it's pretty sugary. Audience, the audience pretty response sugary. on that I heard was pretty good. So and was, and uh, did you like um, the uh, workplace uh, comedy? What was the name of it? Where they're in the basement? Uh, Severance. <laughs> Severance. That was I, a great I, show. I, that MA, might be. Just that might actually be my favorite TV show of the whole year. And, yeah. and there are there are a bunch that are, that were very good this year. But when I think back, I think maybe Severance is the is the answer there. It, it's Pretty so very amazing. good. Yeah. yeah. Then there's the other psychiatrist show with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd, the shrink next door. <laughs> Didn't watch that yeah. one. I don't know. Steve Carell's got a psychiatrist show. There seem to be a, quite a few of them. Yeah. It's a pandemic, right? Maybe that's it. Build yeah. one set, hire two actors, you're good. Well, <laughs> I realized after watching The Expanse for a while, that sci-fi is actually cheap to make. Same thing, right, Alex? It's in a set. Sci-fi is not cheap to make. It's not? <laughs> no. Well, if you have a lot of CGI. But The Expanse doesn't learned. have a lot of space battles. It's mostly just people want rattling around inside a can. Yeah, I mean, that, some of those things. I don't think Apple really looks at things based on expense. No, you know, obviously like I don't, not. I, I think that they I think that they don't try to save not. any money anywhere. Like, yeah. I think that they are like, I mean, that's that's more of a, if you're talking about like YouTube originals or, or Facebook originals, they're like, how do we do this in a can? Right. But I think that Apple is kind of like, it's just a story and they don't really, yeah. I mean, they Whatever care. you want, spend $100 million an episode. It's okay. We got more. Yeah, it's 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 so I think that Apple's not because that's their that's the stick that they're going after. But again, I think that it has um, I think right now my high watermark at the moment. I'm trying to think of I was trying to think when Jason you like said, the little bugs one. Severance. Um, the first ep- the first season was great. The yeah. second season was OK. Yeah. Like it was what happened was the first season they'd spent years working on it. The production company had worked on it before Apple even existed. Right. And so it was it looked amazing. Uh, the first, then you could tell in the second season that they had run out of things to talk about. And so they, <laughs> so that was, you know, and so I watched a couple episodes and I was like, eh. you know, and, um, yeah. but I, I think the problem is, is that we are so overwhelmed with so much good content now that, that a lot of us are just super picky, you know, like it's, um, I, I, we have gotten caught up in peripheral, which is a little bit close to MA. There's some, yeah. but, but peripheral is really good. I like, loved here. My problem with peripheral is I loved the book, which I read before the show because I wanted to read the book. Yeah, because I knew it was going to be a TV show. (laughs) But they couldn't use the plot of the book because they wanted more seasons. So, and I don't know if you've seen the last episode yet. I haven't. Don't tell me. (laughs) No, no spoilers. I don't know anything about it yet. Let me just put it this way. It's turning into Westworld, which, and I have the same problem I have with it as Westworld. And I loved the book. The book is brilliant. And if they just made the book, the problem is they wouldn't have a season two and they really want a season two. Yeah, I think if they just made the book, they wouldn't have. Uh, the book starts so slow that yeah. I don't. I think they needed to cut to the chase with the yeah. with they the TV show. But now they are kind of like retrofitting the rest of the oh, it's world building. Story. It's not on to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's turned into Westworld, and I hated Westworld. So don't. But it's the same <laughs> same uh, show. Same right? producers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same producers. Uh, Apple is being sued by two women over AirTag stalking. I hope this gets thrown out of court um, because it's no different than a, buying a $25, you know, GPS device and yeah. gluing it in the car or, or using well, GPS a, would actually be better, be better than the air tag. Be better. The air tag is, and I think yeah. Apple's done a very um, a little biased, but I think Apple's done a very good job of uh, making the air tag as, as unusable for that as possible. Uh, the first woman to file the lawsuit stalked by her ex-boyfriend, put the air tag in the wheel well of her car and found out where she had moved to avoid his harassment. I'm sorry, that's a horrible thing. But there are many ways he could have done that. According to the other woman in the case, her husband placed an air tag 
in her child's backpack to track her. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's men behaving badly. There's a lot of it. Nice picture, by the way, from Phone Arena of some guy <laughs> sneaking an air tag into some woman's purse. They must have been in the offices there because they have a water cooler. Uh, then also going on, a grandmother, Colorado grandma, is uh, suing a police detective following a SWAT raid. Get this, based on false find my iPhone information. <laughs> Yeah, this is this this was kind of in, this was pretty much incompetent. What happened was that uh, a, a guy had his van stolen and it had uh, his iPhone in it and some guns. And so he basically gave the detective, hey, look, I've got to find my iPhone and here's the map. And I circled the area and it's definitely right here. And based simply on this screenshot of, of find my iPhone saying here's where here's a pinpoint where I think where if you misread the map here's where it must be within one within one millimeter they got a warrant to have and because they thought there might be guns there a SWAT team came in basically pulled the grandma out it was uh, a military operation it was a military and these things often end in mayhem uh thank god it didn't this time but come on stop using find my iphone to track down your lost stuff yeah Apple Apple themselves says this is not this is not for like police use. This is not sensitive like that. It can be off by houses if not if if not many many yards. And this just not it, and that's that's assuming that it gets the 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 basic location correct. There we, we there are all there are there are the, the the old stories about how certain tracking systems when they don't know when they can't find a place they default to this one house where everybody thinks that they're their phones their stolen phone wound up. So yeah, this so this is this is why this one detective is being is being targeted. Because like he should have known that this is not something you can get a you should be able to get a warrant on, uh, and um, it's right there in black and white uh, that Apple tells everybody about this. So yeah, that's that's pretty sickening. Denver uh, Police Chief uh, Ron Thomas has ordered an internal investigation. Um, you know this this stuff is it's dangerous to do this stuff, uh, and to yeah. do it based on that evidence is a terrible idea. Hey, if you like carrot weather, and I know you do, <laughs> the uh, snarkiest weather app in the world. It's getting better. Mini games, live activities, support for all precipitation, layout, redesign, and more. Hello, Carrot. Um, big update. 20 lock screen widgets. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to get this. It's not free, but, boy, it would be fun to have snark on my lock screen. Ten new custom layout sections, all sorts of stuff. iPad, Apple WeatherKit support. You know, that's the real benefit is Apple bought Dark Sky, and now WeatherKit really is as good as Dark Sky, right? Yeah, basically it is dark sky. Yeah, so you can really get a great weather app, and then you can, you know, on top of it. Yeah, I, I have to say, as someone who, who used dark sky for a long time, the weather one is the the way you get to information in the weather one is a little frustrating. Like I just, it's a lot of times it's it's obscured in the way that you you yeah. just knew where to go and it and it gets into modes and stuff like that. I don't, I feel like Apple. I don't know. Does Apple, yeah, the weather app, the weather app, but the the dark the sky weather, the weather kit is the, oh, the weather that kit. Yeah, is fine. what was the dark sky API, right. and it feeds Apple's weather app. But you can also use it in Carrot, along with yeah. a bunch of other different. Oh, many. That's many. one of the things about yeah. Carrot that I really like is you can yeah. actually look up, like, find the weather source that's most accurate for where you live, and use that inside Carrot, which is how I use it. It's great. Um. Let's see. Apple is. Congratulations, Europe. Now you can have a hundred pounds of Apple gear mailed to your home 
in the self-repair program. Apple announced it's it's extending it now outside the U.S. for the first time. Uh, I refer you to Micah Sargent's excellent piece uh, on what happened when he ordered the Apple <laughs> self-repair kit. It came, but the uh, parts didn't, and then the kit had to go back before. Anyway, Belgium, France, Germany, Italy, Poland, Spain, Sweden, and the U.K., you can now enjoy a similar experience. <laughs> I think Apple probably... Why should we be the only ones to suffer? Yeah. Yeah, why should we be the only ones to suffer? Also, congratulations, Scandinavia. Two years after it was shipped in the U.S., Apple is now sending the HomePod Mini to Finland, <laughs> Norway, South Africa, and Sweden. I don't know. What's that. One of these things is not like the other. Uh, but yes, now you can get colorful sound like never before. Or as they say in Norwegian... Uh, I hope I did that right. Uh, pretty good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. John Ashley, you speak Norwegian? No, but I sound all right. Oh, okay. Thank you. I just did added the, <laughs> I added the uh, Swedish chef lilt to it, and I think that's probably all you need to do. Speak. It's like speaking Italian. You just add the vowel. Uh, this is, I didn't, we didn't do this story last week, but I guess we should probably mention it. Do not buy 300 iPhones at the <laughs> Apple store and then walk out the door because, you know, people notice. People notice that's, a, that's flashy. That's what we, and many that we call that we call flashy. Conspicuous consumption. Yeah. Conspicuous. Yeah. A man carrying three hundred iPhones. How do you even carry three hundred iPhones? I think it was the wheelbarrow that gave him away. He <laughs> <laughs> was he was punched in the face and robbed near Apple's Fifth Avenue store. Twenty seven year old victim targeted moments after he left the store at one forty five a.m. See, here's the problem. This is an Apple yeah. store that's what? open. What? What? He said Apple store that's open 24 hours. Uh, the victim, according to police, regularly makes large purchase of, purchases from Apple in the middle of the uh. night as he resells the phones through his small business. The, cur- the clerk put the 300 iPhone 13s in three large bags, uh, quarter to two in the morning. It's a quarter to two. There's no so one it was a place. heist. It was, it a, was heist. a heist. Because this vic- guy does this regularly. Oh, yeah. They saw him. As he was walking to a car, another car pulled up. Two men jumped out, demanded the bags. The victim put up a fight, sparking a struggle in which he was punched in the nose. He said, make it look good. Punch me right in the nose. Make it look good. <laughs> Thieves managed to snatch one of the bags before taking off in the car. Worth $95,000. So I wonder if he's like a gray marketeer or something where he's buying yeah. them there in New York and they hit yeah. for his business and his clients and then yeah. is shipping them to... Various places in the world. Probably you shouldn't buy otherwise. 300 iPhones at two in the morning and yeah, then walk see, out the is, door this on is, Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Just seems like this a is bad not idea. the this is not the sort of heist for which you need a Cockney safe cracker <laughs> and a Chinese yeah. acrobat to snatch. pull off. I you snatch just, two. It's going to be snatch two. It's going to be very yeah. exciting. Get in the car. Um, oh, we'll punch you in the nose. <laughs> Make it look good. Um, we need to put together a crew of real villains for this job. <laughs> Best wheel man in Brighton they've got. The nose puncher. Need the nose puncher. The nose puncher. He's good. All right, let's take a break, and your picks of the week will be next. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Lindsay, Andy Anako, Jason Snell, and Cashfly. That's who brings you the show. Not just this show, but every show, every week for the last... 10, 12, 15 years, Cashfly is our content delivery network. So when you download a show from the website or you subscribe in your podcast player, that app is actually going to Cashfly and getting the podcast, the audio or the video. 
And the miracle of all this is that we never get complaints like, oh, the show stopped downloading halfway through or I couldn't get the show or it took four hours. To... No, because Cashfly is awesome. Look, the whole world, I want to just put in a plug for him right now. The whole world is moving to digital. Traffic patterns across the Internet are spiking. And I got to tell you, viewers are not going to hang around for videos that buffer. Shoppers will abandon carts on e-commerce sites that are slow. Gamers leave bad reviews if the latency is high, but none of that will happen if you use Cashfly. Cashfly, a leader in CDN technology since 2002, they hold the track record for high-performing, ultra-reliable content delivery. They've been doing it for two decades, 50-plus points of presence on six continents. They pioneered the use, for instance, of TCP Anycast, which now others are starting to build on, but that started at Cashfly. Quality of experience is the single most critical metric when serving content simultaneously to a large and distributed audience on a global scale. Your delivery stack can be your secret weapon. With Cashfly, you get ultra-low latency video streaming that delivers video to more than a million concurrent users. You get lightning-fast gaming, which delivers downloads faster, zero lag glitches or outages. Got a website? You'll love mobile content optimization, which automatically does image optimization so your site loads best on any device. Multiple CDNs mean redundancy and failover, which intelligently balances your traffic across multiple providers, giving you the shortest routes and mitigating against performance glitches. Plus, with Cashfly, you'll never pay for service overlap again. You get flexible month-to-month billing for as long as you need it, discounts for fixed terms once you're happy. Cashfly worked with us to handle our usage spikes because it's very spiky, and they smoothed it all out. You design your own contract when you switch to Cashfly. We've been using Cashfly practically since the beginning, and I wouldn't have it any other way. With 3,500 clients, over 80 countries, organizations like Twit, use and choose Cashfly for their scalability, reliability, and unrivaled performance. And I'll tell you, it's absolutely true. Cashfly, the only CDN built for throughput, delivering rich media content up to 10 times faster than traditional delivery methods, 30% faster than other major CDNs. Learn how you can get your first month free at Cashfly. And by the way, concierge service 24-7. They've been the best. Cashfly.com. You've heard me say it for more than 10 years. Bandwidth for Mac Break Weekly is brought to you by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com. Thank you, Cashfly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah, uh, I think Jason Snell might have a pick of the week for us this week. I do. Uh, I, I mean, I always do, right? Like, that's what we do here. <laughs> that's your job? I, I was told that we had to do this. <laughs> it's a requirement. So I, I'm going to, I've only been here a few months. I'm going to run out soon. If but you want to hold on to our liquor license, we got to, you know. I do have one. It is Broadcasts, uh, new version 3.0. This is Steve Trouton Smith. It is a Mac and iPad and iPhone and Apple TV and Apple Watch app. It uh, does them all. It's free with a $5 in-app purchase. If you like listening to inter- internet radio, it is a great internet radio streaming app. Um, and also, I use it to listen to live podcasts. So the uh, Relay FM podcast, the Accidental Tech podcast, I suspect it works with Twit, too. If you have an audio stream, a live audio stream, you can put it in there. Uh, a bunch of new features, better interface this time, support for a URL scheme so you can put a little badge on 
your website that says click here to listen live and it'll automatically kick people into broadcast. And one of the things I, I talked about the cross platform nature of this, that's actually one of the things I like the most about it. Um, I, for a while I was running at the same time as my, one of my favorite podcasts was streaming live and I was able to listen to it live with just my cellular Apple watch and a pair of AirPods because wow. broadcast <laughs> runs on the Apple watch and you can listen to live oh, streams on the Apple right watch away. or your phone. This is what I do when I'm listening to live streams, when I'm taking a walk or taking a shower or whatever, if they're live, I can listen live. And then, yeah, it's also got literally all the internet radio on it as well that you can tune in. So I'm a big fan uh, Steve Trotton Smith is an incredibly diligent, careful, brilliant developer of hand, you know, handcrafted Apple platform apps, basically. And this app was already great. And then the new version, you know, better look, better search, Shazam integration with the uh, with uh, URL schemes. Oh, like that's the whole cool. Shebang. Oh, that's it's all cool. there. It's good stuff. So could I like uh, say, oh, I'm hearing this song. Where can I hear it uh, somewhere else? Kind of thing. I- I don't know. I think maybe, it, and it and it's basically anything that's like an what is it RTSP, like basically audio streams. Yeah. Uh, you can pour it in there. It doesn't have you know, to be. It's US, got a directory, but radio stations, being the monopolists that they are, uh, basically all have their own apps and pull their you know streams off the public internet. But there's be, there's there's radio stations all over the world. Yeah, and you'd be surprised at how many. Um, even in America, they have their own app, but they also keep their stream up Good. because they know Good. that third-party stream apps exist and they want to have them available too. So like, I was able to listen to uh, local stations here in in the Bay Area that are <laughs> parts of big chains, but I don't know. I searched for them in broadcasts and there was a link. That's good to And know. I tapped it and it played, so <laughs> I guess it works. Know. Yeah, good app. It's a big issue for uh, Lisa and me in the NFL because TuneIn will block... Well, that's the, that's different, right? Like I've I've had that happen where like the Giants were on and I tried to stream KNBR yeah. and they're like, no, 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 you need to go to the You're MLB the, app because yeah. they don't have the rights. And to NFL restream does that. that now with NFL Plus. Yeah. It's very frustrating. I yeah, but sometimes so so like that stuff is less so. But um, but if you want to tune in your local news station, you may be able to do that. And certainly, there's so many. This is the, uh, Steve Trunsmith is an Irish developer, so you know he's he's got a very international directory of radio stations that he's tied into here. And it's just again, if you've heard of other apps that do this, yeah, there are lots of apps that do this. It's a dime a dozen. I've been but, a TuneIn uh, subscriber forever is, and ever and ever. But this is a really well written app, and if you're in the Apple ecosystem, yeah. you can get it on so all good. of your devices, and it syncs using iCloud. 5,095 stations in the U.S. So, yes, you can probably get your local. That's cool. And if Apple won't do a classical music, I I know I can get KLUX in uh, 89.5 exactly. <laughs> HD. Mr. Andy Anako, your pick of the week. My pick of the week is one of my beloved holiday traditions for decades and decades. It is Patrick Stewart's one-man production performance <laughs> reading of A Christmas Carol. Oh. Because it's because and people thank me for it. Yes. They haven't heard about this. Yes. So Patrick Stewart, like I think starting in the eighties, like definitely when he was on uh, the Next Generation, he basically would book a book a theater and just do a one-man presentation of A Christmas Carol, not standing there and reading the book, but basically performing all the characters. No sound effects, no lighting, no whatever. It's just that. Yes, he'll do. He'll do the cockney accent, and then he'll do the <laughs> little child singing, just singing gaily. Uh, and and he's, and he's done this for years and years and years and years. And, then, and at some point, uh, he did a, a recording of a hour, hour and forty-seven minute long recording of this. And 
I've I've been this has been one of my traditions for so long. The first time I bought a copy of this, it was on two cassettes, uh, and I would listen to it in the car. And I've bought oh. it on CD, and now I have it on Audible. Uh, and it is just one of the most beautiful things, one of the beautiful, most beautiful pieces of performance you will experience. And it it is slightly abridged from the from the original Christmas Carol, but not that you would notice. And uh, he get not only is it just beautifully performed. Just remember, it'll, Dickens got paid by the word. Let's just leave it at that. Yes, he did. Yeah, exactly. He uh, and, and but every everybody as 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 Jason will attest, there even even the greatest genius could use the the the, the kind the kind stilling hand of an editor uh, to basically <laughs> keep, keep the drink from keep the drink from being stirred too too rapidly. I think. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's just that. Uh, he gets to the heart of a Christmas Carol for me, which is that, like, to me, a version of the Christmas of a Christmas Carol does not work unless the production understands that Scrooge is not the villain; he's the hero. He is the is a redemption arc. It's not like he's being scared straight. He realizes that he's made a little, whole bunch of bad decisions because of he's reacted badly to hardships in his life, and has regard it has left him being a lonely man who doesn't like himself very much. And one night, these ghosts come and teach him to the error of his ways, how to like himself and that it's possible to be a better person. And that completely comes through. It's, it's probably my favorite, like, you know, the, 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 one of the big scenes at the very end where, you know, he wakes up at the, in the morning, it's Christmas morning. It's one of the most beautiful, almost like eye wateringly emotional uh, scenes. And he, you know, Patrick Stewart, he is one hell of an actor and all, all you need is him and a microphone and, and, uh, and a Christmas carol and an editor. And you, and you get something like this. I, I, I swear that if you, if you buy this, you will have it on your phone and it will be there for next year. And then at some point you'll remember it and it will become one of your traditions, just like it became one of mine when I bought mine at building 19 for on a discount Aww. of a bin full audiobooks. <laughs> uh, just because, Hey, it's that guy from star Trek. I wonder what he, I wonder what this is going to be like. And I wind up like crying as, as a grown adult, like this is beautiful. Aww. You know, his book, he really, he's just, you know, but you know, maybe he will love again and he could be a good person again. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Picard. You taught me to love again. By the way, that is the uh, actual plot of that new Will Ferrell uh, and the <laughs> Ryan Seacrest movie, um, Spirited. Reynolds. 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 I know. Reynolds, I like to. Reynolds. I just like to rib him a little bit. You know, he hates it when I say that. Um, Does Will Ferrell get nude in this one too? I understand he likes to get nude in his movies. I don't believe he gets nude. Like Maybe we want to see his butt. I turned out. I tuned out long before any of that would have happened. But it is <laughs> the whole funny. premise is okay. We did it. You know, we did it with uh, with Scrooge. Let's and then we're gonna do it with other people, and then they and of course Ryan Reynolds is is the ultimate modern uh, Scrooge, and uh, and hilarity ensues. Ensues uh, of two thousand ninety ratings of this Audible book, a four point nine star rating. I've never seen such yep. a good rating on any book, even the best. It's, it's, sho- it's shocking you see some four point fives when you look at the yeah, ratings. Like, what the hell? Just, <laughs> it's just perfect. It's, it's it's kind of a perfect thing. It's perfect. Turns out it turns out that you just keep seeing Ebenezer show up every once in a while. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> Here's uh, Christina says it's not Christmas without this audiobook. Captain Picard saves the day. <laughs> Perfection. Oh, you know that's why it got downgraded a little bit because it's a, a little bit uh, abridged. The original has yeah. subtle ties that are skipped. Uh, per, perfection. Subtle, yeah. Excellent. Practic Stewart is did, brilliant. Outstanding. Excellent. 
Not he, the he, entire he, story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God dang it. <laughs> Thank you very much. At least he, yeah, but see, this, this is, and this is why, like, if, if I ever were doing like a, a, a store with, with, with user rankings, as soon as anybody puts in a one star review for one star review of anything, they're immediately banned. So that's when you read, not the entire story, story incomplete, non unbridged story. It stopped before any of the ghosts appeared, appeared terrible. Maybe, maybe he got a defective copy, but like, usually when it's one star, it's like one star. It's not the, it's a, it's the, he, he left out the scene in which uh, they, they, they show like the scraggly uh, little kids who are, who are starvation and want. Like so, basically one star out of five. So you're saying that if if Patrick Stewart for an hour and a half just read, "You Thomas Eagleton are an idiot. You're a moron. Everybody hates you. You're ugly and you smell." You could not have given it a lower rating than this. Just the fact that they cut that one scene that you like one star. No, thank you. Anyway, <laughs> Alex Lindsay, do you have a pick of the week? I have one quick one, and then and then and then I have a pick. Um, it's the season, and someone in our in our office hours. Uh, um, so this is this is great. Um, so Greg uh, Swag in 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 our office hours is a Santa Claus. It's a, if you can go to Santa Kringle LLC. Yeah, he does Santa over Zoom, and Aww. it is. And he started during and he and he's. I mean, it's funny. I just had dinner with him in Pittsburgh, and. He's like, he just admits Santa. So anyway, so, so anyway, so the, uh, so you've, you've got, he has gone crazy with this. It's worth checking out. Even if you're not going to, you're so lucky Santa. today, they can actually meet Santa yeah. on and, zoom. And, he, he's got unreal engine going on and he's got a uh, green screen and he feeds, well, of course he's like Santa. I mean, he, can do get, like, he feeds yeah. the, he feeds the reindeer and he's got Aww. like a, all kinds of little physical things that he's figured out and he works on it all year. I swear he works on there all your Santa and, and there workshop. he is doing his thing there's, and he's got, you know, Rudolph. He, yeah. And so he's, is that, is that forced perspective or is that? No, it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, oh, it is. Okay. It's green screen, green screen nice. over, over that. Yeah. And so he, Aww. he, he gets into all of these um, and the, and kids really love it. And, and uh, Mrs. Claus makes it, or no, that's an elf, the cookie baking yeah. elf. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So anyway, it's a lot of fun. You should check it out. Oh, and um, just, Starship be, Santa. Wow. Yeah, it's worth it's worth checking out. He's 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 constantly working on. It. He's on, he's in our after hours all the time figuring Santa things out. Like okay, how do Kringle, I do this? LLC dot com. S a n t a k r i n g l e l l c dot com. And I, you've you've spoiled it now, but that's what we're going to do for our uh, our holiday party this year. We're going to get you all a Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll hang out with, with Kringle. So the, yeah, so the um, I should have uh, him come on the holiday show. You should, actually. you should, you should, <laughs> you should have him come hey, on. Absolutely. Hey, would you hook us up? Because that'd be fun. We've got to do our holiday show December fifteenth, and yeah. it'd be fun no, if we I'll, just I'll have an appearance from Santa. Would make it so much. We, more we'll fun. we'll get we'll get Santa on there. So so nice. let's we'll um yeah 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 nice. Um, and then what's your other pick of the week? So what, what was released? I've been beta testing this for uh, almost I guess six or seven months. Um, this and it just it just got released. Epic released Reality Scan. So Epic, Epic bought a company called Reality Capture, and um, and so they uh, and and what they did is then built an iPhone app, and it's iOS only, um, and it's called Reality Scan. And it had been in private beta. They said first ten thousand people get to beta, it, and I was one of the first ten thousand, which means I was there for the first like four minutes. You know, I saw the announcement immediately. <laughs> I knew that this was going to last like ten seconds, and so I jumped in. So I've been playing with it for a while, and um, what it does what it does really well is it it's got a great way to guide you through capturing an object and turning it into a 3d model and um it it, it uses ar to kind of show you where the photos were that you shot it, it, you get this little highlight of 
of, um, you know, it has these little green dots where it says, okay, I, I have plenty of information for this area. I don't have enough information for that area. It all runs into the cloud. So you just sit there and, you know, you just, you, it pushes all these images up. You can put up to, um, yeah, up to a, uh, um, 200 images in, and it's just really well guided. And, and I think that, you know, this and Polycam are the two that I play with the most on the phone. So if you're on the phone, these are the two, and this one's free. Polycam costs a little bit of money a month. And, um, and so, uh, this is going to be a big deal as we go into next year. I know we didn't talk about it much today, but you know, VR and AR and M and XR are all going to be, you know, something you're going to want to be able to figure out how to get geometry into what you're doing. And this is a pretty, it's pretty cool to see where Epic's taking this. And so, um, so anyway, it's reality scan. I, I actually did a walkthrough of it as our second hour in, in office hours this morning. So if you want to see more information, you can go to office hours and check it out. It's, it's a, um, uh, it is, uh, so I, we spent an hour people asking questions and us talking about it in detail and, and everything else. And so, but we break it down and, and, uh, kind of show how it actually works, but it's, it's pretty slick. It's pretty, it's pretty slick uh, thing. But so, um, but is it's, this it, the, it's, I mean, you've mentioned a few apps that do this. Is this the one? It's this and Polycam are both the the two that I would. These are the two, and it's free, so just download it and yeah, play with not? it. Why not? Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. And then Polycam is the other one that I use, and and I use both of them um, probably in equal parts. Polycam I find a little easier in if I'm trying to capture a room, um, and this one is a little bit more guided, and I find it. To, this one generates I, I find a little slightly better uh, geometry than right. Polycam. So. Nice. Um, because it's more is guided it USDC? in that area. It will, it can generate, basically what it does is it uploads the file to, when it finishes it, it uploads it to Sketchfab. So you have to have a Sketch, Sketchfab account, which is free. And it'll, up, it'll put it up on Sketchfab. In fact, if you go to Alex B. Lindsay, I believe, in Sketchfab, you'll see some of the rough ones that I've done. I just put them up there. I'm like, okay, here's, <laughs> here's, here's something. And some of them are pretty hard to do. Like if the um, uh, ones that have a lot of detail that are not mechanical, are pretty difficult to to build 3D models of, and it does a pretty good job of it. So, um, anyway, I think it's going to be these are the two that I've seen that are that kind of are the on the leaderboard um, of uh, of what's there. But what I really think they've done right in Sketch in in Reality Scan is the interface of showing you how to shoot the photo. It's you know for someone like me, I've been doing photogrammetry for over 25 years, and so I kind of know what I'm looking for. You know, so, uh, but if you're not having something that kind of guides you through that, that shooting process is pretty important. So very thanks. good. Yeah, it's cool. Very good. It's a free in the app store reality scan from unreal. So it's the if real you see, deal. If you want to see me talk about it for an hour, you can go to office hours. Um, cause that's what I did this morning. I'm going to mention this now <laughs> cause it's only a matter of time before it gets taken down. Uh, <laughs> search all Apple keynotes by entering a word or phrase. Um, this is something actually I've needed for a long time because we we're often talking about when did they announce, you know, the iPhone 3GS and now you can just search for it and pull up the keynote, uh, where it's mentioned in orders in order. So this is a kind of a cool little thing. Um, I guess it won't get taken down because it, it doesn't, it just links back to the Apple page right so it's probably okay <laughs> i don't know it just seems like this is the kind of thing apple hates it's a uh, add context.xyz and uh, it's a way to search for any phrase in any apple keynote in case you need it and it'll even give you the time code so you know exactly 
you know, where the first appearance is and all of that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are now ready to conclude our holiday episode, our first of many <laughs> holiday episode. Andy Anako, when are you going to be on GBH next? Uh, next Friday at 1230 in the afternoon, go to WGBHnews.org to stream the audio live or later, or go to WGBH News uh, channel on YouTube to watch it live or later. Nice. By the way, don't search for 5G on that Apple Keynotes thing because you just go crazy. It just breaks. Uh, everybody should go to officehours.global because that's where the fun is every morning. In fact, all day long, thanks to this guy right here, Alex Lindsay. Today, uh, reality scan was the topic. Yep. Yeah, and and it's um, it's just you know the second hours keep getting better, so we just have lots of you know where we it, yesterday I was talking about business structure, you know, it, so it, it it jumps from all from the business end of things to the infrastructure things to graphics and sound. Wednesdays typically are. I think we're talking about. I can't believe phase and polarity, polarity. is going to be like a whole, a whole hour, whole hour, a whole hour on phase <laughs> and polarity. Like that's if you want to get your geek that's on deep. when it comes to audio and video, it's that's phase deep. and polarity. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's, very deep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's free. It's uh, open to all uh you can get an invitation to the zoom if you want to ask questions or you can just watch on youtube best thing to do is go to officehours.global and if you want to hire the best team in the world for producing live internet events uh go to 090.media and uh and say ask for alex tell him leo sent you (laughs) (laughs) exactly the best if you want to look as good as alex does on this show that's the place to go. <laughs> Jason Snell is at sixcolors.com. He has many, many podcasts, but he also writes all about Apple at sixcolors.com with Dan Moore. And what is, uh, what, give, plug a podcast. You got so many, I never know. Yeah, let's t- plug Downstream uh, because uh, we just did an episode last week about uh, the mini Bobs of Disney. Bob's coming and going. Bob and New Bob. CEO Bob's, yep. old Bob's, <laughs> yep. all of that. And, yep. and Julia Alexander is about the best person possible on the internet to talk about the details of what's going on with uh She's with a Disney. media maven, right? She is. She's on the she's on uh Neil Patel's podcast today talking about it. And I'll just say she's kind of just uh uh, refining her points that she made last week on my podcast with her so slightly anyway slightly. it's it's a if you care about like the business of streaming we were talking about apple tv earlier and about what's going on with disney and all the other stuff that's in the world of streaming the business side of streaming that is she is so smart and i'm just happy to be there as a as a conduit to uh get her uh intelligence out on the internet it's nice to get weeks. somebody uh who's an expert she's the director of strategy at parrot yeah and yeah and she's writing stuff. for for puck and she she's like she's all over the place now because she is a a real specialist in this and she used to work at the verge she gets yeah. she gets our people but she also like really gets the uh the uh the streaming business which is i think one of the most interesting stories in technology right now is like the the how technology has eaten the entertainment industry and turned it into this new yeah, streaming business yeah yeah i pay a hundred bucks uh a year to uh, read her stuff on Puck.News, along with Baratunde and all the others. Yeah, it's there's really, good good stuff there. I yeah. love Puck. It's an expensive, but it's a treat. It is. It's a treat. It is, but it's very good. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, all three of you. We do Mac Break. Thanks to you for watching. We do Mac Break Weekly. Uh, we record it uh, every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1900 UTC. Uh, and because we have a live stream running uh, as we record it, you can watch us record it live. Wonder what these things are in front of me. <laughs> We do this every year, and it, it's antlers. But you just—if you don't see the deer's head, it looks like I'm roasting in silver flames, 
of hell. I don't know what it is. It's just very strange. It, it, looks, it looks like you're driving a Cadillac, and that's one of your custom hood ornaments, <laughs> like a big Texan, like 1971 Elvis Cadillac. We can't really w- figure out what to do with this, but I think it's perfect right here. It, <laughs> it leads the way. Uh, so w- that's the kind of thing you get when you watch live. Uh, live.twit.tv. There's live audio and video there. There's uh, If you're watching live chat, live at irc.twit.tv. And if you... I put in a little plug you can also chat with us in our discord if you're not yet a member of club twit uh it's not the only reason to join club twit but to get the ad-free versions of all the shows to get uh the access to the discord plus the twit plus feed with hands-on macintosh with micah Sargent, which we don't put out as a public podcast and or just occasionally put out publicly yeah but there's many more episodes hands-on windows with paul therott the untitled linux show and Jonathan Bennett, and lots of great stuff in the Twit Plus feed. And frankly, uh, you know, I don't want to get all PBS-y about this, but uh, the members who support us through Club Twit really are doing important work. It really makes us happy, but it also keeps us going. It pays the light bill. Twit.tv slash Club Twit, if you're not yet a member, please, please consider it. And it would be a wonderful holiday gift if you've got a geek in your life. There's a yearly plan. Just give me a year's worth. it's a nice thing to do for us and for them. Twit.tv slash Club Twit. Plus, you get all the animated GIFs. <laughs> At least it's not Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Have some taste. <laughs> if uh, you don't get here for the live show, you can download a, a copy at twit.tv slash mbw. Of course, there's a YouTube channel dedicated to Mac Break Weekly. And best thing to do, probably subscribe in your favorite podcast client. Uh, that way we, uh, you know, you get it automatically. It also supports free and open RSS podcasting as opposed to the silos of Spotify and iHeart and, uh, and Amazon and so forth and so on. So we like that too. So get Pocket Casts or Apple's Podcasts or Google Podcasts and subscribe. It will make everybody happy. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Now get back to work because break time is over. Bye-bye. I'm Jason Howell. What do you get your favorite geek who already has everything? Well, I know just the thing. It's a Club Twit gift subscription, of course. Twit podcasts keep them informed and entertained with the most relevant tech news and podcasts available. And with a Club Twit subscription, they get even more. They get access to all of our podcasts ad-free, the members-only Discord, exclusive outtakes, behind-the-scenes, and special content, and exclusive shows like Hands on Mac, Hands on Windows, and the Untitled Linux Show. You can purchase your geek's gift at twit.tv slash clubtwit, and they're going to thank you every day for it.